back to a new episode of Cinemax Advance with Sean, Tommy, and Ryan. All right, man. I'm still shocked to be here. Thanks for having me, fellas. <laughs> no you problem. You guys man. are freaking awesome. No yeah, problem. That's what I'm talking oh, man. about. All right, we need more voices on conversations, man. Yeah. So, yeah. I keep battling Sean all the time, man. All right. Nah, man. <laughs> you guys do great work without me. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm so appreciative of having you having oh, me on here and. You guys do great work. It, it all fits. We all oh, fit man, together. So. Perfect, man. I need a balance, man. Especially yeah. when I need when I need to argue with somebody. That's what you here for, man. So I can pick a fight with you. Can't keep picking on Sean all the time. I like that that Dark Knight blind side. Oh and, man, oh, that, that's what's past. Yeah. See, man, that was not cool. No, man, you had to catch him off guard, man. Yeah. Catch him yep. Yo, man, how y'all week been, man? Oh, man, it's been long. It feels like this is our uh, what? Is it Wednesday? Yeah, it I feels know, like it's Wednesday. Yesterday, shit. It's been a long week, man. Uh, the weather's up and down. It's cold. It's a little bit warmer today. But, uh, yeah, I was. Uh, it's been rough. It's been a rough week. I'm just trying to make it to Thanksgiving next week. So Black Friday. Yeah, Black Friday. Well, you know, I'm going to try to do something, man. I need a couple items in the house, but nothing too big. Get a 42-inch TV. No, I don't need that. I don't need no more. I got one TV. That's about it. But I, I am looking at a new bed set, a, new, a mattress set. I'm trying to get a king size. But I got a queen, but... I've been waking up kind of sore lately, and I haven't been doing nothing kinky to be waking up sore. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've been waking up back, neck hurt. So, uh, I think it's, not, it's about time for a new set here, preferably a king. What about you, man? What's been going on? No, no work has been all right, man. Mm-hmm. Like, the family's been all right. Oh, Lord, of course, y'all just saw I got my, my Kobe tattoo. Yeah, that's weekend, dope, man. man. And you got it in a very tender area because I got two tattoos in the same spot. I know that it hurt. One of the dopest tats of all time. So if there's an image for this week's episode, that Kobe tat <laughs> needs to be it. No, everybody was like, Brilliant. had me feeling like a celebrity walking out great grade A, man. Yeah. Everybody was like, look at this tattoo, man. Look at this tattoo. I'm like, all right, man, I know what this is. How long did it take him? A couple hours? No, this, um, it took him about an hour or so to design it because we were going back and forth mm-hmm. on, like, placement, like, all we wanted. Because this is, like, the first part of it. He's still going to build off this because I really want, like, the, the Mamba uh, like logo the with the snake, snake wrapped around yeah, the, yeah. the logo. Mm-hmm. Man. So he, he got a lot of dope shit. Like, he was really excited to do this because he said he never did a Kobe tat yet. Oh, damn. So yeah, man, man, like Kobe tat on my body, man, mom up and tally forever. So oh, yeah. he did good work. Oh, that, that almost brought tears from my eye, Tommy. Man, good stuff, man. Um, and of course, my wife looking at it is like, 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 how can you get me on your body? I'm never, like, never, never do that. Like, yeah. like do you really commitment. want me to answer that question honestly? <laughs> never babe? do that shit. Like, I love you to so. death, but. We can get divorced, man. Yeah. He ain't going to be the wife no more. Next thing you know, I got to scribble you out. No. I swear, half the time, you like one dumb comment away from getting divorced. Damn. Man, shut up talking to me. Sheesh. <laughs> like Kobe did forever. He going to stay on me. Right. Yeah. I don't even want my kids' names on my body. Like, I, saw the trouble, Kobe. I, I, I barely like him. Man. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, man. getting the names of somebody's that's uh that always feels that like doesn't look scene. good. Yeah, you know, yeah. no, so. man, that's like late night Taco Bell menu right there. Yeah, right there. <laughs> oh man, Ryan, what's been going on with you, man? Like, oh, the Bills been looking all right. So no, they have not. We no. lost to the Jaguars. That's 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 not the as bad. Jacksonville. That's not as bad as like Tom Brady losing to the Washington Football Team. It's it's worse. <sighs> the Redskins were in the playoffs last year. Jacksonville. That, that, that barely means anything to me. They made the playoffs just so they can lose to you know, whoever. Outside of, and God bless you, Detroit Lions fans, 
Damn, the I bottom pair of their bat. They don't know how to win. They everything went in their favor at the end. They still lost. They still tied the game. Like God tied God. the game. Man, they can't even. They, they can't even lose the game. Oh man! And <laughs> me and Sean have a history of that. Remember yeah. the Green Hornets? Yeah, the Green yeah, Hornets? yeah. Back in the day, we were like six <laughs> or seven. Well, yeah. yeah, the yeah. highlight of our. Football career was a tie. Was a tie. Was a tie. We were the yeah. Worst team ever. Yeah. Uh, ever. Yeah. If yeah. you've ever seen who did we tie? I don't even remember. Ooh, that's a long time. I don't remember. Over Man, the Irish. Thirty years ago. The Irish. Thirty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Irish. Yeah. But yeah. If you've ever seen the movie Necessary Roughness, that was us. Was Sinbad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We started our own football team. His dad created a team for us, and we were getting our ass whooped every week. Oh, y'all like yeah. the little giants? We were the little, we were worse, oh, little thing, giants have some talent. Thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we scored one touchdown, and that was the only touchdown we scored, and we tied the other team. They were just as bad. I don't think they were as bad as us. If we messed them up. That we, we were so bad. Yeah, you so. had 60-pound kids playing on the line getting whooped. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It was real bad. That's a bad look right there. I'm, I'm sorry for y'all troubles right there. Y'all need to – you know right. better, you do better. We yeah. had fun. It was, it was and, fun. Yeah. It was a blast. Oh, like everybody played baseball. I ain't never had any thought of playing football. Oh, no? No, no. no Man. No. I've always been tall like that, so everybody mm-hmm. be trying to get me to play. I'm like, nah, because I'm I'm kind of like a bitch. I'm I'm scared of getting hurt. <laughs> That's why I play basketball. Yeah, the whole point is yeah. to get away from everybody. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> football is not a. If you're scared, don't go out there. Yeah, don't you will, tackle me. You man. will get hurt being scared. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, don't <laughs> me and Sean mind. were not scared, but our team was terrible. Oh man, our team was terrible. Terrible. Man, it was bad. Man, when your team sucked like that, y'all just <laughs> out there having fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was about it. It was fun. Don't get me wrong, but that was our first exposure to football we were too young to know any better so what yeah position, what position did you play Ryan? i was what dn on that team? i, don't I was defensive that. end I don't, I don't. you got that old tape remember we I watched do, that tape do, at candlelight apartments we did but i don't have a vcr anymore so we can't so, watch it no, we can't so <laughs> but yeah. there's a definition of loafing sean brown has videotape uh. of me looking like warm sap <laughs> in the nfl <laughs> and a couple plays later showing some of the biggest loafing of all time oh it's a we're not even our run yeah up the middle i met I got blocked. I missed the tackle, and I stand there and watch somebody run for fifty yards. No, it was bad. It was real <laughs> it bad. Was bad. You, it, you see the other team doing stuff. We just standing there, like <laughs> standing still. Bad. You hear our dads, Ryan, Sean, <laughs> what the hell? Get over there. We look at them first, then we go chase them. Then we go chase the players. So it was oh, bad. It was bad. That tape is yeah. priceless. Hang on to that. Mouthpiece is not in. Nothing. Just sloppy. <laughs> sloppy. You know, half her. My chin strap wasn't even buckled up all the way. I had like a gap in between my chin and my chin. It was bad. I could, so, yeah. Helmets were too big. It was bad. So oh, everybody our, had the offensive lineman helmet with the one bar down the middle. <laughs> it didn't matter if you was the quarterback or the line or the center. It didn't matter. We all had the same exact helmet. We couldn't see out of it. So, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's priceless. Hang yeah. on to that big yeah. Sean. Yeah, I will. I, will. I got it somewhere. Memory. So, for sure. Oh, my God. If I ever watch that video, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> oh, the James, deserve. the rapper we were talking about, he was on our team. <laughs> and you could hear his name the most. Anthony! <laughs> Anthony! 
skinniest dude on the team playing running. The lineman. Not even in a full three point stance. He's just standing up, putting his hand down. That man had no excuse playing on the defensive line. He should have he should have been a cornerback. It was bad. Oh man. I'm sorry y'all had to relive this. Yes. Only highlight was tying to somebody else that was loafing just as bad as us. So the bad news bears and the little giants are better than the team we played on. Oh, they would have mopped the floor with us. We were getting our ass kicked every week. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun. It was. It was. I, I am so sorry for y'all jokes, but that sounds like this. Sounds embarrassing. It was. It was, man. Oh, man. So, I mean, y'all been watching some movies this week? I man? caught, I caught a couple. I caught at least trying. one movie. I've been trying. All right, man, because we about to get into this shit, man. Well, get into it. Yo, man, stand in ovation. There's some I'm trailers out here, too. Yeah. Oh, man. He, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Mar- right. Mar- I, Mar- I, Mar- I actually did not in. watch that trailer, so I, you're going to have to fill me in. What trailer you missed? The Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man trailer. What the fuck? Really? Watch it now. Get your earbuds in. Yeah. Watch it now. I cannot believe you did. This, <laughs> I just learned about it today. So, it snuck yeah. up on me also. Yeah. I was thinking about tagging you in it. I was like, nah, Sean Ryan, they probably own it all. You should have tagged me in it because I forgot all about it. It, so that movie looks fucking incredible. I'm they going are, in reserve. They 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 made well, at the very least I can say right now before we get into it later they made Jamie Foxx look less. I heard it look he looks better as Electro. So that shocked me. Classic because Electro look. Classic him him and Electro in like the Amazing Spider Man was it, it, the. Like it was, it was something, it was it was something dumb movie. about that man. Didn't he start off with like a gap, and all of a sudden he had like perfect teeth? <laughs> I know electricity can do that. <laughs> right. It helps. It helps bring everything back, a, back together. Yeah, eleven Invisal- color can do that. Yeah. No, he got Invisalign all of a sudden. Like, right. like whatever. <laughs> but yeah, you need you need to watch that trailer, man, because that trailer looks fucking. Booty good. call can fix that. Yeah. Game. Oh, uh, but yeah, I'm glad they brought Jamie Foxx back for Electro for redemption side things. Good cool. stuff. We'll, we'll see how it goes. All right, we'll get Aside into it. Aside from that, man, stay in an ovation, man. Let's get into it. All right, we'll oh, roll man. I'm, I'm going to kick this off first, right. man, because I'm going to keep it with the theme that we got for this week gotcha. because I'm looking forward to watching uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that tomorrow. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. and my stay in ovation this week is going to go to Bill motherfucking Murray. Oh, my oh, man. No Bill complaints Murray. there. That's what I'm Bill, talking about. Caddy Bill Shack. motherfucking mm-hmm. Murray, man. Love Every Bill time Murray. I think about Bill Murray, man, first thing that pops into my head is Kingpin because yeah. that's probably one of my favorite movies of him, like Big Irma. Cracking right there, <laughs> hair all over the place. I love that movie. I even so think much. of Ghostbusters or Caddyshack when I think of Bill Murray. Same here. Caddyshack is up here. A lot of people yeah. uh, was he wasn't he in a Stripes? Uh, yep. Stripes, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, has a, he has a lot of classic movies, man. But yeah. Kingpin was the first one because first off, he had Woody Harrelson. Yeah, my motherfucking yeah. man right there, man. Woody Harrelson, man, love in the comedy, guy. love him. And Bill Murray. Y'all, y'all ever heard that story that um, Eddie Murphy was originally supposed to be a part of the Ghostbusters? Yeah, and then, and then they end up like. Um, well, he was, the thing was, he was supposed to be in Beverly Hills Cop. That's the only reason why he turned the movie down. Right, he was making Beverly That's Hills Cop as, as yeah. they were making Ghostbusters. Because so I they, remember he did like an interview. Like, they was like, they was going through all these rumors and stuff like that. The stuff he turned down. It's like, yeah, one of them was, he was supposed to be in like Ghostbusters, but he couldn't do it because he was doing, doing Beverly Hills Cop. Which was the still a good, Beverly Hills Cop. It was still a good trade-off where I was still good, two good movies. Yeah. yeah, because you think about it, him and... Uh, if he was going to be in Ghostbusters, he was pretty much relegated to like a really small role. Ernie Hudson really didn't do shit. Right, and he didn't even fit what they were. They were all scientists. They just hired Ernie he, off the street. He looked like he yeah. needed yeah. a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I get that, man. So, And I can't imagine Eddie Murphy being funny around Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray mm-hmm. seems like he's a comedian's comedian. Like, he can outfunny any fucking body in any room he's in. He is just like, he has that dry humor, that outrageous, like, humor, like, like the physical comedy. Like, he is a fucking yeah. blend of yeah. everything that I love about comedy. But I can see people not thinking he's all that, though. Uh, I can see people thinking he's not 
that funny though. You he know takes on I mean? a lot of risk. Yeah, runs. yeah. He and I'm not yeah. mad at that, man. Sometimes you gotta. I try think he something. fits better with Dan Aykroyd and you know uh, what's the other guy name? Uh, Harold Ramis. Uh, Harold Ramis, who passed away. Rest yeah, in peace. yeah. He fits better with them, all them three together. I don't know if he'd fit with Eddie Murphy, you know, type of comedy, but he fits perfect with Dan Aykroyd and all those guys. So yeah, and plus that was Eddie Murphy before he really became like right. You know, Eddie and Murphy so he was very vulgar at the time, you know. what I mean, so. He would have been uh, Eddie Murphy raw and delirious type Eddie Murphy. Not that maybe Eddie Murphy now would fit better with him, but I don't know if he. I think he might fit better with Dan Aykroyd and John Candy and all those guys. You Ghostbusters know I mean? one is a, it's a perfect movie. In my eyes, I, I yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. It's hard to go no back flaws. in retrospect and see them doing something different. Yeah, that yeah. casting, yeah. Worked out great. Right. And Sigourney Weaver in there. And that's dope. Yeah. He but, was almost Sigourney Weaver. And I'm Weaver. glad you pointed that out, Tommy, about the possible Eddie Murphy casting. Because one yeah. of my other favorite movies of that same decade, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the yes. main character was Bob Hopkins, which I, I thought he played that private detective great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was perfect for the role. But yeah, even he, then, he passed away too. Yeah. Yeah, you know Eddie about, Murphy was supposed to play Bob Hopkins' role. I learned I learned about that, and that was still pretty shocking. Like, Eddie Murphy turned out Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I like, yeah, I can see. Well, yeah. you think about it, like cartoons and humans in the same movie. I mean, has it? That wasn't done before that one. No, true. True. Well, aside from, like, maybe a Disney movie, I think, mm-hmm. when he did, like, the um, the Mary Poppins and all the shit, the penguins dancing with the guys, that, that kind of shit. But even then, that's not like, when we look back at it now, it's like, damn, he really missed out. Yeah, really that's out. one. That's up there with Star Wars. And uh, Avatar, as far as the groundbreaking special effects films in my eyes. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And that was darker, too. That has some darkness to it. Adult the, humor yeah, that yeah, I didn't fully yeah. understand until I grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my first theater-going experiences, actually. No, well, I, I'm a fond believer in you get the roles that you're meant to get. Right. Like, it happens for you. a reason. Like, just imagine, like I said, the one story about how Denzel turned down Seven. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't imagine it. it Without Brad Pitt, did Brad Pitt turn down yeah, Seven? He did, yeah, because he was supposed to have the Brad Pitt role in Seven. It was, it was too and sinister for him. He yeah, said, he said yeah. it was too dark of, yeah. a, of a movie, like too uh, demonic or something like that. Yeah, which it was what? right. But this Brad dude Pitt, did the movie with the with the soul jumping entity, uh, uh, Fallen. Fallen. There we go. Which wasn't bad, well, but that's not seven. seven. Was really bad, yeah, though, seven especially at the time. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Seven deadly sins. Yeah, cutting the head off at the end. Vanity. Like, and, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm Lust. Gl- yeah. I'm glad Brad Pitt was in there. Yeah, movie. Brad Pitt fit the, especially the end. What's in the box? And everybody knows him. What's in the box? And you hear uh, Morgan Freeman. Don't look, son. Just look. Just get away. Don't look. And he, what's in the box, man? Come oh, on. What's man. in the box? That hurt me. That hurt that me. It's yeah. hard to watch that scene. That's a terrible scene. He so. acted the shit out of it. He sad. did. He Very did. Sad. He didn't really deserve it. You know what I mean? So, to me, he didn't deserve that. It so. would have been nice to see Denzel and Morgan Freeman like back then. Like, yeah. Movie. I mean, they I they played that. in glory yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, but it turned out perfect for them. Yeah. It yeah, turned yeah, out, so. worked out is, for everybody. So. It did. But Bill Murray, uh, he's dope, though. Bill he, Murray's he is, I love that man. He is a legend. Absolute legend. Even him in Zombieland. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Less than 10 minutes screen time and stole the movie. He killed that fucking movie oh yeah. my god man and even him they even gave him a small part in the sequel remember that at the end they were showing like everything that happened <laughs> yeah. like when the zombie apocalypse yeah. first started he was in like some convention like killing everybody <laughs> whooping ass like that that is bill that was awesome that's that was motherfucking awesome. Murray right there that's what i'm talking about and so, i'll even credit bill murray for my scarlett johansson lust if if you will because there's a movie he came out with Maybe oh. late nineties, early two. Lost in translation. That's what it was. Okay, I had to think. Oh yeah, that. oh yeah. There was a couple scenes in there, and I was like, "This co-actress is thick 
and attractive. Y'all don't and remember. I'm digging this movie. You remember Scarlett Johansson was in Home Alone? One of the Home Alones? The older what? one. Home yes. Alone 3. three. Home Alone 3. She was uh, young. The less bad. I yeah. remember yeah. about that movie, the better. Yeah, I it was bad, that. but she was in that. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, might think I'm crazy. y'all might think I'm crazy, but Scarlett Johansson, she's she's just all right to me. What? No. No, me personally, I like uh, Emily Blunt. Over I, Emily Blunt is fine. That's a toss up. I, would I say. like them both, I, but <clears throat> give me know, a maybe, choice. Maybe I'm not into like the curve, like the really curvy women or whatever. I like the like an athletic body more so. Yeah, I so, can't like, go wrong like with curves. Emily, Emily I like Blunt. soft and curvy. Kind yeah, she soft. looks tight and curvy. Unless she got though. an accent too. Yeah. Oh, she kill you with that accent. But, oh my god. But, but accents uh, help. Scarlett Johansson with the you know she those eyes, lips, the teeth. Oh man, she's hey Tommy. Yeah. You need to rewatch Lost in Translation. She's yeah. in her panties in that. Damn man, it. oh man, you can have a lot of fun yeah. with well, soft and curvy. She, she had a pretty <laughs> nice role. Like, remember that movie, uh, Don John, with um, um, Joseph Gordon, Gordon Levitt. Yeah, I haven't seen that one though. Like yeah. Scarlett Johansson. I I know the name. They gave, I've never they gave saw her, like it. a Bronx accent and everything. Talk I saw that. It, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. She was okay. Yeah, this dude was whacking off in the first twenty. Minutes. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gordon Levitt whacked off in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, and he's the Don. I don't, I don't think I want to see that. Is that yeah. no, I don't. Yeah, it ain't Boogie Nights. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. Like, <laughs> it's definitely not Boogie no, Nights. It was just a different role. But I, I, I appreciate everybody's uh, art, yeah. so to speak. So that was him trying yeah. something new and different. And Scarlett Johansson is her with an accent, just like, yeah, like no, nah, just 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 stay how you are, man. Just right. stay beautiful, man. Keep fighting off Thanos. You know, like, oh, okay. <laughs> you got it, man. All right, Sean, what you got for stand-up? Right, I got one, and I got a legend for you. We talked about my man here uh, last week, uh, so I'm going to go with Harrison Ford. Oh, oh man. Father. Now, what, what can we say about our good man Ooh, here, man? I love that man. Right. I, I mean, what can, we can't go wrong. This dude's 79 years old. He's 80 years old. Damn. You know what I mean? His, uh, as of 2020, the U.S. domestic box office grosses of his films over have totaled over $5.4 billion. On his films you alone, said just domestic, domestic, yeah, just domestic. Wow, that was so, he still beating, beating out Samuel Jackson. I yeah, I don't know. I don't, he, must, he must be, or he's pretty close to it. Star uh, Wars and Indiana Jones, right? Contribute. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, definitely mainly oh, Star Wars and Indiana a, Jones too, though. He's, making, sure. a, he's yeah. making another one too. Indiana, another Indiana Jones. He's got a fifth one coming. Oh out. my goodness, that last one sucked. And I'm a big fan you know. of the original three. But yeah, he needs to. Who was your favorite Indiana Jones? What's oh, the man, one? Raiders of the Lost Ark. I like the. Uh, the I hate, what was the second? One? I like the Lost Two. Temple, Temple of Doom. Oh, Temple of Doom. Is that one in India? With short rounds. Yes. When they found the blonde. When he ripped the girls. He ripped the dude's heart out. Yes, that's my favorite one. Yeah, I, possibly has the best ending out of that. Was, I remember there was a lot of talk about him doing that when they, when they ripped the well, heart I, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Temple of Doom is the reason there's a PG-13 rating in movies right yeah, now because yeah. when Temple of Doom came out, that movie's rated PG. Yeah, and there yeah. was actually a guy's heart ripped out. And right, like, okay, right, yeah. we need to have a filter between PG and R because right. this is crossing the line. Yeah, but I love all three of those original movies. I do too, but. Yeah, I like I that one the best. No, whatever the one is with the blonde chick, I hated that one. The Kate Blanchett, Kate what? Yeah, with the, no, the Transformers no, guy. No, not that one. That was the one where they did the aliens. That you're talking about. Um, no, the, you're talking about Temple of Doom. The one with short round and it had like the blonde singer, which chick. is 
That's uh, the one. Steven in Spielberg's India. wife. That's the she one was in the India. singer. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. was the most annoying. One of the like, worst. She yes. was screaming so at everything. Yes. But there was some parts that you would probably scream. You know, when they opened that side door and there was bugs all over the place, and they were stepping. Yeah. Like, Doctor Jones, what are we stepping on? Egg rolls or no? Uh, not egg rolls. Uh, fortune cookies. <laughs> that was yeah. 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 It feels like fortune. <laughs> fortune cookies. Yeah. yeah. Not egg rolls or fortune cookies. And she was like, he was like, no, nah, they're not fortune cookies. They turned the light on. There was shit everywhere. So I could see her being. Freaked out over the stuff they had. <laughs> yeah. She was just like screaming, like in yeah. every scene. It was like it got so. I hate when they had like that overly annoying. Like, but even Short was Brown bad. was annoyed with her though. He was like, yes. yeah, she annoying as if shit." But Steven she was fine. Spielberg though. wasn't bad. Yeah, her, she yeah. wouldn't have got that. Oh role. yeah, but I, I, you know what, man? I, of course, we all love Han Solo, but he made this movie. Um, let me see if I can. I got it right here on my notes here. Um, let's see where if I can find it. Uh, of course, he made Blade Runner Two: The Fugitive. But uh, the one he made, uh, What Lies Beneath, you ever seen What Lies Beneath with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer? We were talking about well, that he, was, he was the killer. I haven't seen that Man, one. Man, I've never seen him in that role. Well, basically, um, him and Michelle Pfeiffer are married, and he's I think he's a doctor or, or a teacher or something, something successful. He had a nice house. Yeah, he had a big, nice house, and she's having these vivid dreams of some kind of ghost trying to tell her something. And there's a girl who's missing in the town, been dead for like five years, nobody ever seen her again. And this ghost is trying to tell Michelle Pfeiffer to or give her some kind of heave or some kind of warning and come to find out um, the whole time she's trying to put these puzzles and pieces together. And it was Harrison Ford, her own husband who, who, who killed this girl, had like an affair and bear and threw her in the pond next to the house. And one day she was swimming and the girl grabbed her. And so it was like a ghost trying to warn her that, Harrison Ford wasn't who I saw she that thought. In the theater. Yeah, who she thought he was because he played like a loving, you know, doing everything, the smart guy, help all the kids. In the meantime, he was a serial killer, and in, in, in the whole I, time. I and so, that. so she, so there's a part where Harrison Ford sticks her with a some kind of needle with something in it, and he fills the tub up with her. He puts her in the tub and he fills it all the way up, and he's gonna let her drown by herself. Then he was gonna call it in as an accident that she overdosed. But uh, but she was able to unhook the 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 um, the stopper with her toes because the only I thing she could move was her toes, and he he didn't know she was you know still alive. So they had a big battle and shit, and uh, come to find out the whole time he was killing girls and throwing them in the pine and shit. And, Very and, yeah, one of the real few times. real messed up movie. Oh yeah, took a way big turn. So I only give it to him for that. I, I remember being shocked that he was playing that kind of role because I'd only seen him as Indiana guy. Jones and. You know, and Han Solo, who was one of our favorite characters in Star yeah. Wars. So the same director yeah. of Who Lies Beneath yeah. made Forrest Gump and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, really? Robert oh, okay. Zemeckis and yeah. Back to the Future. Okay, Robert yeah. Zemeckis. Now, yeah. all different. I, yeah. I love that yeah. filmmaker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So oh, that that, that that caught me off guard, and I always see him now. Sometimes, a lot of time, I still see him as What Lies Beneath. But uh, yeah, I, I give it to him for tonight for that movie alone. But all all the rest of his career has been super dope. So he showed uh, up for the yeah. Force Awakens. He it, did. It was he did. So, so awesome to see him come back as Han yeah. Solo for the Force Awakens. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was that was his best role. In decades, he, yeah. he, he since what lies beneath. Yeah, and that was like mid two thousands, I think, or yeah, early two thousands. He had some bad career mm-hmm. choices throughout that what lies beneath period to the Force Awakens. The fu- I, I love Harrison. Ford. The Fugitive. Did you, did you like the Fugitive? Of course. Yeah, yeah I, I love that movie. movie. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was pretty so, great. And yeah, uh, that Tom Clancy series. Uh, he did uh, Clear and Present Danger and Patriot Games. 
still the best Tom Clancy film adaptions that I've seen. Yeah. Air, I, Force, I, Air, Air Force One, he did too. Air, yeah. He yeah. played the president. Yeah. I thought you guys were too harsh on the Michael B. Jordan movie that came out earlier this yeah. year. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think I'm gonna agree. I think uh, it's clear to say that I enjoy that movie more than yeah. Sean and Tommy did. <laughs> but um, compare that to the Ben Affleck. Well, I don't know. We, oh, we, the we, sum of all fears wasn't bad to me. I didn't enjoy. I that. enjoyed that. I in Red October. I was. That was a good movie. Is that the one with Alec Baldwin? Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. And uh, also had uh, Sam Neill. Now, the one that they did with uh, Chris Pine, they could have thrown that one away. Chris Pine. Because I think he did another version. You're right. Of like, uh, Amazon. With, uh, um, You're right. Oh, Lord. Kevin Costner was in it, I believe. You're right. Like yep. Oh, yeah, what's that, the name that of one, that? Yeah, they could have taken that. I didn't get a chance to see that one. It, 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 the previous didn't even look good. I didn't get that chance. I knew that was going to be crap. The like previous... It, it, look right. it could have been. It could have been a lot better. I don't know. What I believe saying. you. I believe yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. I remember that movie you're talking about, Tommy. All right, Ryan. What you got for uh, stand ovation this week, man? Stand, ov- stand ovation. It, Sean, you had a perfect lead in. I All really right. think yeah. the person I'm going to give my standing ovation has a big part of the success of the most successful Harrison Ford movies, and any lead scientist in the world who are listening to this podcast. Save this man. Whatever you can do to make this guy live to be 200 years old, put all that science to work. I'm shouting out John Williams, film composer, for a lot of my favorite movies of all time. Good God. Jaws would not be Jaws without... Simple. Nice and simple. Oh, my God. You're talking about Harrison Ford with Indiana Jones. Man, uh, that do 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 da da da. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 humming da, da, da. that would be humming that the rest of the night. Oh man, uh, this guy, you guys have heard my love of Jurassic Park. Oh, um, probably yeah. multiple episodes. We, episodes. we definitely heard that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. John Williams has composed the music for most of my favorite movies of all time, and I really think a lot of the the success of those movies contributes to that man, and. And during the late 90s, 2000 era, there was a split in the Star Wars fan base when George Lucas came out with this prequel trilogy, episode one, two, and three. But no Star Wars fan will ever complain about the score for The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, or uh, what was the third one on that? Return of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that big four-armed robot? Oh, uh, General Grievous. General Grievous. Yeah, Remember yeah. he came to that little alien planet? Yeah, yeah. That man score, John Williams is one of the main dope. reasons, yeah. yes. Yeah. And the reason that Star Wars, Andy Jones, and Jurassic Park is so iconic is because of this man. And Tommy is one of the reasons I even decided to shout out John Williams because uh, a lot of one of the previous episodes of Savants, Tommy pointed out Hans Zimmer. I haven't... If- that was There's wild, no yeah. amount of words that can describe how much I love Hans Zimmer. And I knew I did, but when you did that episode, I did a little bit of research. And he's, um, Hans Zimmer, is, is I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. But there's two 90 movies I would like to shout out. The Wesley Snipes 90s movie, Drop Zone. And there's a, mm. your boy Nicolas Cage did a movie with Sean Connery called The Rock. And as far as action movie scores, mm-hmm. 
Hans Zimmer knocked that out the park. Yeah, yeah. When I think of my love of those movies, the score is a reason of that. And uh, I I remember me and Sean, we went and saw The Force Awakens opening night. And there was a lot of hype for that movie. And I'm I'm shocked that movie still lived up top. And I love The Force Awakens episode seven. Seven. There's nine of them. Yeah, episode seven. Yep. Yep. But I knew I was in love with this movie when Ray was sliding down that sand hill near dun 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 do da 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 da. I was I fell in love. I this is Star Wars. Now it felt we, like it. We've yeah. we've talked previously about our complaints about the sequels, but that's for another episode. Hoping going that. But John John Williams came through with that and. There's a big fan base for the Harry Potter films. John Wims is behind that. But Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and Jaws, this man is a big reason why I love those movies. And whatever there is for expanding and prolonging the human life form, don't don't worry about curing cancer. Just keep it. Keeping John Williams alive <laughs> All right, we so he can make music for my movie-going pleasure. God bless you, man. And he even made a cameo in that last Star Wars movie. God bless you, John Williams. All right. I All love right. you. I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm I'm moonwalk that one back. All right, everybody, we do want to cure cancer. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. We do. We, it took we, my mom out. Right. So music yeah. is beautiful, but good <laughs> yeah. body. If half the planet is on me. Thank you, Tom. This is just pleasure. There's people suffering. And a good chunk of the planet yeah. can't live real to listen talk. to the music. <laughs> That's real talk. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, yeah, I do appreciate a good composer, man. So, Hans Zimmer, I, I shouted him out before. Y'all need to really pay attention to the people in the background. Yes. The director, the stars of the movie, all that stuff. I even shout out, like, a casting director before, mm-hmm. stuntmen. Like, yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, I'm glad you showed out that female stunt woman. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, y'all need to shout out to everybody that makes this movie possible, especially man, like the people that do the music and the editing, man, the the videographer, man. Like, oh man, they do some great shit. Yes, because a lot of like um, these people who do the camera work. They're stuntmen in their own right now. Yeah. Do these Ain't weird that ass angles. Right, they got Especially a lot of Especially if you on like yeah. a Christopher Nolan movie, you better get your life insurance again. You better get your life in order. Right. Yeah. They need to make them do some dumb ass yeah. shit. Like, all right, once you jump out the plane with Tom Cruise, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Tom better get a selfie stick. Oh, uh, yeah, throw it off the plane with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like, 200 names in the credits after the movie. Yeah, yeah. there's a million Never names. Never about that, yeah. man. Oh, no, they ain't getting paid like Tom, but they're they making some life choices. Yeah. Like, like Tom, <laughs> you know? So, God bless them, man. You got to be really crazy to be doing some of the stuff that they do. Yeah. <laughs> Because we already know Tom Cruise crazy. He's crazy as shit. They don't get crazy. Love, love him to death, but man, he be doing some shit for us, man. So God bless all God that. bless that man, yeah. Oh, man. Let's get the binge worthy, man. What y'all been binging this week, man? Oh, man. I got one. Because no. there is one show I do want to talk about, but I'm honestly, I don't want to talk about clickbait until I know that you've seen it. I'll wait for it. Really? That's what because I was going to talk about. I told about. you. It is easy. My excitement's building. All right. Yeah. It's easy to top three show of this year. Man. Right. And I was going to talk about that. It I'm going to wait. amazing. <clears throat> I got another one that I started to watch. And this was a recommendation, and I told her I wouldn't talk about it until I watched Who's it for a good friend of mine. And uh, it's called you. you. You ever seen You? Oh, something about that show just seems uh, too damn creepy. It's creepy as shit. Um, it's, I would say this is like a woman's worst nightmare. And I, I've just started watching this three seasons, I believe. Is and, this uh, the third season? Just the last third season? season just came out. So I started from the beginning of the first season. And it's just basically I don't I don't know the actor's name, but it basically takes place in New York. A guy who he works in a bookstore, 
uh, runs into a, like a pretty, very pretty young lady, but nothing out of the ordinary in New York. Right. Millions of millions of people live in New York, and he just, you know, her. She smiles at him. You know, she says a couple of little cute little things. He shows her the kind of book that she's looking for, and then, but what you don't know is this dude's a psychopath stalker. Oh god! So he learns about her on Facebook. He, he walks by her house every day. So him meeting her wasn't a coincidence. It was. It was. It was a. It was. A, it was just an act. She just. Showed up to the bookstore looking for a book. Oh, so he wasn't stalking her before? No, no, no. He just accidentally ran into her. And he thought that her saying a couple polite things meant that she was feeling him more than what he thought. And yeah, for sure, for sure. And he seems like a nice guy. He just has nothing going for his life. He's really obsessed with books. And there's a reason why um, the dude who owned the bookstore took him in as a kid and taught him everything about you know, you, you could learn about books. And so this young lady walks in and she's pretty and stuff. Don't get me wrong. She looks good, but there's a billion women in New York that looks better than her. And so he just takes a liking in her, finds out where she lives. Of course, she lives in some kind of house with all this open layout with no windshield, no, uh, no curtains or not a curtain up. And she's getting dressed half naked and everybody's just walking down the street, looking in her house. And so he takes a a, a great liking to her. And this, this would be like, cause as a woman's worst nightmare, he, he ends up getting like her phone, he ends up getting somehow he's like everywhere she's at. And then while he has her phone, he can like link into her, like her, her iCloud and every text she gets, he gets oh, this. Yeah. Is, yeah. 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 So, and, but he, like I said, he's got like a, you know, like a, he's still like a nice guy. Like he'll help the little neighbor next door to him whose parents are fighting all the time. And you, you start to kind of feel like some empathy for the guy, but he's a psychopath. So anybody that gets close to her, he tries to, you know, eliminate in her life. Wow. But then he gets the girl, which is confusing. He ends up getting the girl, but he still stalks her within her, you know, whatever she does. So he ends up in a relationship with the girl in like the fourth or fifth episode, but he's still stalking her. So it's super creepy. Um, How can you stalk your own girl? That's what I said. But he's <laughs> Wait, just a let me psychopath. Take that back. You can. Yeah. Never mind. Right. It exists. Right. Yeah. right. But apparently that's how he is with everybody he's ever been with. And so this is it's just like um this dude ain't got a job or something. Yeah, he does. He he owns the bookstore, so he can leave and go as he oh, please. He's got another guy who works with him. Remember um, Shang Chi, yeah. uh, the the little chubby dude that was on the bus that kept on. Talk- there was a uh, oh, he plays in that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was shouting out all. Oh goddamn! He's got the YouTube video. But um, yeah, no, it's it's creepy and it's sadistic. It's um. Like I said, this is a woman's worst nightmare. All the women out here who haven't seen that, you need to watch that and be on the lookout for people like this guy because all he did was stalk her. And anybody that was close to her, he he's getting them out the way so they can always be him. And, and as the movie, the show goes on, he's narrating it, you know, from the outside, you know, looking in. So you see him walking around, but you hear his voice talking all the time as he's talking about her. You know, I mean, he steals her tampon that she throws in the trash. Like he gets in her house. And while she's in the house, he's running around in the back, like in the shower, hiding and shit. So, well, you know what I mean? So, like, anybody yes. that he gets, like, any kind of inkling of, um, he, he he tries to get to know so that he can figure out why it is that, it, that they have a relationship or any That's kind of relationship. Sick. It's sick as shit. shit. Is so this, this a recent show? It's, uh, I don't know when it came out. I want to say it's been out for a couple of years since it's probably yeah, about three seasons. it's been season. out for, like, at least two, three 2018, years. 2018, I believe. The U. Yeah, it's called U. Y-O-U. Oh, U. Okay. And it's very popular. I always hear a lot of women talk about it, and I just was kind of like, eh, and I got yeah, turned Yeah, because they, they trying to get into yeah, the Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it's very... It's very um, a tutorial what not to do when you uh you have somebody that's 
you know, that deep into your life and stuff. And like, yes, uh, you can't, you know, avoid some of the situations where people stalk you on their own, on their own merits, but it's very creepy and it's dark. And it, it got me intrigued because I want to see what's going to happen next. You know what I mean? It's suspenseful. And he, this dude is, he's willing to take it all the way there. And every girl he's ever been with, he does the same thing. So get out when it tries on Netflix. It's a third season. Right. Um, it's, uh, very suspenseful. So. It's called You. Check that one out. Very so, scary. Yeah. It's, it's, it's creepy as shit. So, yeah, yeah that, that that seems like a nightmare for any fucking body. Anybody, but, you know, like I said, the girl's just, she's gravy, but she's not, you know. Not just, just, you're talking about the second, third biggest city in the world. You know what I mean? New York's so, scary as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's got, you know, friends and stuff, and she, she's a disaster herself. So, and that's one of his the things that he's appealed to her is that her life is in sham, shambles. You know what I mean? Like, so that he likes that about her. So he tries to, like, put it together for her as he stalks her the entire time. You know what oh I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah. So um, I'll let you guys, if you want to watch it. Shit. It is. It is. So, yeah. All right. So. Ryan. All right. He went dark. <laughs> Cheer us that up. Is, that, that is dark. Yeah, it, it is, is dark. dark. Yeah. And that is uh, the yeah, scariest sorry. thing in the world. That oh would be. God. That would be. It's enlightening because I've never heard of that show. I'm gonna give it a chance. Yeah, yeah. Netflix do have some pretty decent shows. Yeah, they've been coming with the last couple since we've been gone. They've been coming with some shows here. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. They must have, they must have heard our complaints. Yeah, they like, took heed <laughs> of that, man. So now seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, Netflix has seventeen ninety nine. They do have the new Stranger Things that you showed me. The new Stranger Things trailer, which doesn't look Stranger Thingish. Looks uh, like something else, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. It's yeah. like they went to a haunted house. Now. Right. Yeah. What the hell's going on here? I'm like, so. what happened to like Hopper in Russia? Like, yeah, they, we got. They, they better have a, a lot of these episodes. Better be an hour and a half each. Yeah, they just, and it better be. 10 of them. I, I think I think they got something good coming for us. They just want us to wait like was been like 2 3 two years? years. Yeah. No, nah, man. Like you, you be you be pissing There's been two or three years since the previous season? I think so, yeah. I, good God. I don't think no show has ever done that where they've taken that much time off in between the Man, seasons. that Game of Thrones wait for that last season was I've, long. I've never watched Game of I've never have either, I've but I've been meaning to. Okay, though. so I don't want to hear any more criticism. About <laughs> me not seeing Stranger Things. If Uh-oh. you guys have not delved into Game of Thrones, yeah, there, this is about season even one, as far as episode the... one, that Game show is one of the best of all time. It looks Don't... like it's just dragons and sex. It's it is. Not, it's a porn it's back in you know. I got, I got Pornhub. Yeah, I got a, I got Bang Bros on my phone. I don't need to. <laughs> well, uh, check out xvideos.com if somebody you're dress up at night and shine an armor and put. But I promise you, I promise you, if you make it past the first ten minutes of season one. Episode one, the supernatural element of Game of Thrones is not the predominant storyline of that. It's great acting, great storylines, great filmmaking, period. I promise you, Game of Thrones is whatever top ten list there is for TV shows. Game of Thrones is on that list. Really? Is, and is I've this because it's popular, or is it? No, like, I, I I caught it. I, like you say, I'm like this is like in the same realm of like a top five show, like heard, Wire is. Yes, yes. Really? Oh yeah, Sopranos. Well, I've never seen Sopranos either, but The Wire is Tommy? probably like one of my favorite shows. Yes, and I'll vouch for that every. Yes, time. I, I promise you. If if Game of Thrones would have stuck the landing and had a good last season, which I which I some of my favorite shows on HBO. Eyes, a lot Sopranos, of, a lot The Wire, they, they can't that stick that landing, and Game of Thrones falls victim to that. But to me, that the it was just the last episode for Game of Thrones. I thought the last season of Game of Thrones was great, 
It just was that last episode that really upset me. But I can't. Hey, we need to make a deal. I watch Stranger Things. Right, well, you guys we can start make, we can Game it. of Thrones yeah. season one. I got HBO Max. One. I can jump right on it, so it's no biggie. But do you guys have Disney Plus? Let we have Disney. Have Why would you need Disney Plus? Possible. I got all Game of Thrones. Not on Disney Plus. Hell, I got Peacock. It's not. It's not. But this is going to lead into my uh, oh, binge oh, oh, Okay, okay, okay. Cool. I'm like, damn. They put Game of Thrones on Disney Plus. Disney losing you know their what? mind. I have HBO Max just so I can watch The Wire whenever I feel like it. Oh, you're not losing with that. Yeah, you can't go wrong. No, but it's you on, should have Game of Thrones if you got HBO Max. If uh, I promise you, Tommy, it's on there. Watch that first. Yeah. Watch, watch the first episode, and I because promise I you. I told myself if I was going to stick onto another show that I thought was a popular show that I just avoided for whatever reason, it was either going to be Sopranos or it was going to be Game of Thrones. Do both. I can't implore you enough. If I have a top five list, The Wire, Game of Thrones, Sopranos are in that top five. And I might even put Game of Thrones above Sopranos, and I love Sopranos. You got to get some comedy in your life, man. You got to watch Martin or something. <laughs> or there's a show in early HBO called Dream On. You ever seen? Remember Dream On? I don't remember, I don't remember that one. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen a '90s movie called uh, We? I Come in Peace. Yeah, that's an alien movie. Yes. Yeah. There I was that one. I Come in Peace, a big dude, big yeah, ass dude. Suck yeah, sucks the liquid out of people, out of yeah. females. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. the sidekick. I don't remember the sidekick. I just remember I come in peace. He would say that to him. Man. Yeah. Y'all want some weird shit. This was the horror of sci-fi. It's yeah. all up my alley. I, yeah, I think yeah. that guy might have been Dolph Lundgren. That, that, that it looks like Psycho Sid from WWE. <laughs> you remember Psycho Sid? That's, That's who he I looks like. like. Yeah. But I've bestowed a gift <laughs> to Sean and Tommy tonight. <laughs> Dream on. If you want right. to know what the 30s are like as a single guy. <laughs> Oh, you was, you was there, huh? The 30s, you're an alien yourself. Uh, no, uh, no. Uh, there was just an actor from Dream One, and, right. and I come in peace. I but, remember that, yeah. But I think we've all had that young adult life. Dream One is one of the best HBO shows. But I digress. All right. Let's go to a Disney Plus show, and I'm not talking about the Mandarin. Uh-oh. We're going to talk. You thought you guys were going to get away from Jurassic Park, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. What? Um... Besides Sam Neill, and I love Laura Dern. I love you, Laura Dern. You're tall, fine ass. We're going to talk about Jeff Goldblum. Oh. There, there is a show on Disney Plus that Sports Center kept showing called The World, according to Jeff Goldblum. And I'm not a big reality show guy. I, I, am, but I am a really big Jeff Goldblum fan. I do like I, Jeff I'm Goldblum. a big Jeff Goldblum fan. And the fact that he had his own reality show. I was a little bit intrigued, but what I end up watching surpassed my expectations, and I only saw a five-episode season two, and after I watched all five episodes, which are only about 23, 24 minutes apiece, I realized there was a season one, and that went 12 episodes, so Disney Plus subscribers, there's a friend of mine who downloads stuff, and that's how I end up watching these five episodes of season two, but I can't recommend the world According to Jeff Goldblum's on Disney Plus, that's where you can catch it out. And thank you, Sean and Tommy, for allowing me to talk about unscripted shows for Bingeworthy. Because I really think this will be right up filmmaker or film viewer fans' alley. I think it'll be up your alley, Sean. I think it'll be your alley, Tommy. Mm-hmm. I think you guys will both enjoy the show a lot. And uh, it really just made me appreciate. Um, how lucky we are to have a human life on planet Earth even more. There's a lot of things that we that uh, motivates us and just helps us appreciate what we have. But this is a show that I need to see 
in the shithole years that 2020 and 21 have. Mm-hmm. It'll really appreciate you about the good human beings that you have in your life and just the level of humanity that we have. They were lucky enough to live in. There's one episode where they deal with fireworks and pyrotechnics and they delve into the drone technology that we have in place. And I saw some company that Jeff Goldblum visited where they have one drone operator operating a hundred plus drones by themselves. It's bad enough that we got some guy sipping coffee, bombing Arabs in the Middle East in wartime with drones. But just for the sake of uh, human pleasure and, and goodness, uh, yeah, that that 2012 Olympics they had in China, they had some good drone technology there. But they actually go inside that. And one episode even delves into um, – the science they they interview phil Tippett, who does a lot of makeup work in hollywood they talk about the dance scene in atlanta they even talk about why humans are attracted to dogs um and why they why dogs are man's best friend and as okay. far as hosts for shows are right, you giving me an episode i can watch now all yeah, right yeah. i know i love my dog yeah i i, I love dogs i love dogs and this is i can't recommend this enough jeff goldblum is a great host as it is and I really think this is something that you can watch as a family. So no matter what your age or your household demographic, I, I think any race or age will enjoy this. And it's appropriate for all ages. And I think not only will you be entertained, but you learn something. And I'm so thankful I gave these five 23-minute episodes a chance. And as soon as I have free time this weekend, I'm going to binge watch season one, which has even more episodes. The world according to Jeff Goldblum, which I'm only vouching for season two, yep. but season one has even more episodes, and I'm sure it's going to be just as good. Give it a chance. I think families and people of all ages will enjoy it. Well, Jeff Goldblum is a gift to humanity. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And the very least, that, that's a handsome motherfucker. Right there. That dude handsome as shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be looking. I'm like, damn, that dude look good. All right, man. All right. <laughs> like, if I can grow up, man, like, I, I can't wait till you like the gray in my beard, man. <laughs> nice and I big. Can only like, see he's got to be seventy plus. He's still yeah. looking good on the show. Yeah, yeah he, look, look great for his age. Oh, man. oh yeah, oh yeah. Shout out to Jeff Goldblum. That's what man. I'm talking about, Tommy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the man. All right, now I'm gonna go a little bit left for mine because this one is um, actually a show uh, technically it is a show that I found on YouTube and I am a massive Will Smith fan but I have been like binging like these um, what is it like the five six episodes that he's put out like the best shape of my life have y'all watched that uh-uh. on YouTube I've heard of it now this this is a whole nother angle of me looking at Will Smith because I noticed like over the past maybe five six years he's been really big He's really big on social media now. Yeah, he's been coming he, out with a lot. That's of stuff. as big as yeah. a star can get. Like he was like a he's like a massive star, but he was kind of like breaking out of that era of like when like big movie stars that they had a little bit of like a secrecy to their their private life, or whatever. Like you had like a version of them that you see mm-hmm. out in the public, the red carpet version of Will Smith, but then you get to see like the more vulnerable side of nice. Will Smith. Like him jumping out of planes or whatever, swimming with the sharks, or whatever. But him doing like the best shape of my life. It is it's, it is really moving to say the least to watch him like go through this whole transformation of like hey I've been I've been locked down in COVID I gained some weight I'm trying to lose this weight and like he's he's really big on like his mental health yeah and of course y'all, I can't say enough about I feel like Jada 
She's annoying as shit. Getting out of hand. Yeah, she's annoying the hell out of That table needs to burn down. Right. Good God. Will Smith, one of our black heroes, our black legends, our black gods, and she keeps, like, throwing stones at him. For real. And he's just taking it, like, you know, keeps saying how they have an open relationship or something. I'm pretty sure he did something. Payback for what? What the hell can Will Smith possibly do? I mean, he's provided a good household. But I'm sure she's heard rumors of who Will Smith is out here banging because there's not a girl I've ever had intimacy with or had relations with who doesn't who said, "Oh yeah, if if Will Smith comes wrong, I'm I'm gonna fuck him." Excuse me. <laughs> a, a lot of people say that about Denzel, Brad Pitt. I, I hear that. They, they say Wait, that about all of them. Yeah, I, I hear you. But if, if there's a top ten list of of males who can bang any girl in the world, Will Smith's on that list. And I'm sure Jada's heard things, so I'm not going to knock her too much, because right. I'm sure she's heard some stories. But, yeah, but that's just hearing stuff. Maybe she may not have evidence of all that. She's coming yeah, because out. because we actually have proof. Proof. She, she's with this August dude. I mean, God. August Alcida. Yeah, I mean, damn. She keep but she's not on Will Smith's level. She'll never be she's on She's not, but, she, no. but she's putting herself in the light, you know, when she doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? Like, she's talking about how she's dreaming about... About other Tupac is another one that she really liked, you know. Having, Tupac hit that, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And Did you she, see that meme that was on a? I could have swore I saw like a couple weeks ago. Like you had like a, like Willow had a shaved head. Oh, they were all bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like Jada turned everybody into Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking funny. And shout out to Will Smith. You put you put your son in the Hollywood limelight, and he was successful. And he wants to be in what's it called? Uh, mass emancipated. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of yeah. his dress code. Yeah, but he, he. You know what? I, I honestly, I love Jaden. Jaden, the Karate by, Kid remake was right. one of the biggest surprises of my film going life. He was, awesome, was. awesome in that, and Jackie I love that movie. A, mm-hmm. a oh yeah, oh yeah, and Taraji P Henson. All, all three. That three main cast did a fantastic job, and shout out to Will Smith for. The most part for keeping your son sane in this Hollywood craziness. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if he's keeping yeah, him sane or not. I don't know. Looked, you, know, you, know what's, you know what's fucked up? They look like they're a crazy family, but they look like the most freeing family. Like yeah. they want their kids to experience life as it is. They don't want them to definitely. Shelter, they don't, they're not trying to shelter them from like the the line. Like they're more like no. Go just, ahead. You got your chance. Like deal with what we've been dealing with. Oh, we yeah. don't want to like 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 expose you to this like you know like too late in life. And next thing you know, you end up like one of these like child stars that end up going right. on drugs. They, yeah. They're more free and jaded. He is a really talented. Like he has a very very good heart. He's a weirdo, but he is talented. He makes really good music. He I'll, is. I'll give him that much. He makes really good music. In a later episode, we'll talk about my love for uh, um, the Miles Morales movie uh, Into the Spider Verse. Oh is, yeah. Uh yeah. one of my favorite combo movies of all time. But he did a song on that soundtrack which is which is awesome. That's a great song. It's probably one of my favorite songs. I, I like that song. I think it's I, the one he did with Kid Cudi. And Kid yes, Cudi has right. lost his mind now. Oh, Kid Cudi's wearing a dress with Dylan oh, Rodman here. I'm sorry to hear that. And I love Kid Cudi, but um, I'm starting not to. No, to it, it was only a matter of time because Kid Cudi's been talking about his mental health for a long time. Yeah, so. and I know, I understand that, but damn, you know, what I mean, it's like, not like Hollywood put him in the dress. He did it to himself. Yeah, he yeah he he did true. His, his did his true. little Kurt Cobain. Same thing. Will Smith's son. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but anyway, back to Will Smith show. Like, uh, <laughs> best thing my life. I love how we go on tangents. And I keep forgetting like, what we were talking about. <laughs> but best thing in my life is basically just showing him going through this transformation of him trying to finish his book, which I've read like a chapter of it, like a uh, on uh, on audio. 
well, read a chapter on audio. That's how stupid. Yeah, you can read it on audio. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I listened to the first chapter, and he is. I am so surprised at how vulnerable he's being about his life, and not like that bullshit, like 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 talk show cheeky shit, mm-hmm. whatever you try to give like tidbits of your life. But he's like really opening up about his childhood, how he's been raising his kids, his uh, his marriage with Jada, then him like just trying to maintain like this uh the superstardom that he's had for so long, and even with his failures. He's even trying to bring light to that, like saying, like, hey, I made some bombs or whatever, but you know what? I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to do the best that I can. I'm trying to give everybody the entertainment that they deserve, and I'm not perfect. Good I'm stuff. Not, I like how he's owning a lot of the shit that he's He's the been definition doing. of a movie star. He is. Him and Tom Cruise are probably still up there as, like, the elite movie stars. There's still some other ones, but as far as how he's been vulnerable and, like, really putting himself out there when he really don't have to no, at all. no. Because Will Smith can just make like Men in Black like five or whatever and just keep banking <laughs> in on that shit. Yeah. But he's more like, no, I'm trying to bring everybody into my world and try to see. He like, made his son a movie star. How many A-list actors have has that happened to? And it is shocking that his oldest son doesn't want anything to do with entertainment. Right. And he was, a, he was a college football star. Was he? Yeah, he went to. Did not know that. Where did he go? He went to USC or some school. I don't think yeah, he. Was, I know he, he was a football, a really good football player. I don't never he never made it to the NFL or nothing. But Denzel, like I heard, I heard Denzel he like Washington. DJs a little bit, whatever. But yeah. I, yeah, but I hear his oldest son Trey. Like, yeah, he doesn't do anything in entertainment. It's like right. just Willow and Jaden are yeah. the one that's like mm. holding up this like family crest of like like being entertainers. Mm. And Jaden is just doing her best to tear it down. <laughs> 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 she can't shut the fuck up. Yeah, right. I used to be a big fan of hers. Uh, um, well, I mean, set it off was a long time ago. So, I mean, what's the so, movie with Keenan Ivory Wayne's? Uh, oh, I'm I'm a, down, no doubt, shame. Dirty Shame. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. That she, is that, that's favorites. her finest appearance. Oh. Finger wave, Jada. That's what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about right there. But shout out to her, man. And shout out to that family. And shout out to Will Smith, man. One of our our black legends, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you gave him his props. Yeah. Yeah, it's it goes on, underappreciated. It's on YouTube. I think it's about six or seven episodes. So basically, this is a journey of him like losing weight and basically uh, writing his book all at the same time. That's pretty much what it is. And I, I guarantee y'all will love Will Smith even more than y'all did before. This dude is incredible. He, he can do no wrong to me. Man. I'm sorry. But he is just like the perfect black role model for anybody to watch. God bless him. He's had yeah. one of the best careers you can ask right. for. Right, yeah. yeah. some huge movies, man. Independence Day is probably my favorite, you know, like Will Smith movies like back in the I'm, I'm, I'm a Bad Boys I'm, fan myself. I like Bad Boys too. One or two. I, the, I like the first one. Well, Bad Boys one. for Life was pretty fucking good too. The first That's hour. The, oh, yeah. the first hour, yeah. That was just as good as any Will Smith movie ever and the first two Bad Boys. But once we start going into the sun storyline and the female <laughs> drug lord, yeah. it, it got pretty bad. But yeah, yeah. the Bad Boys for Life showcased the acting chops of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence for that first hour to the extreme. I, I enjoyed how to make a great sequel when there's a big gap in between. Unlike coming to America, <laughs> no, fuck they that fucked shit up. that up. It bad. could be a lot worse. Yeah. No, money, no denying that. It was a money grab, but definitely they they made an actual good sequel with a good storyline and it was very entertaining. Eddie Murphy, pay attention because you make Dundee Professor again. I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop. Just make original content, Eddie Murphy. Take, no I, more sequels. Well, yeah, I, I will you. take a Beverly Hills Cop, though. Yeah. He said, he's, ah, making, he said he's, he, already, yeah. he already committed to making it. No. Another. He said no. he's making it. 
Lord knows he's going to bring back all of them, too. I want original R-rated content, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. No more sequels. Yeah. No, you ain't going to get that. Just like he said, he's going to do stand-up again. I don't think he can do it. Yeah. No, it's been too long, and that uh, he's he's been watered down. He's been de- he's been domesticated. Yeah. Uh, but I've got to put Eddie now. Murphy yeah. in that Will Smith category. The Eddie Murphy run in the 80s is one of the most successful runs of any oh, entertaining yeah, sure. of any industry. Never been. He, a, he, I've never. There's the power that that man had. Uh just I recently, compare, watched, I compare his run to Jim Carrey's run. Blowing Jim Carrey's run out the water. If Eddie you Murphy, ask me. yeah, Eddie Murphy was up there. Yeah. Trading places. I mean, like yeah, uh, but just like you said last or... week when Jim Carrey had what was it ninety four? He yeah, had like three, three number ones. In yes, one that's some Eminem eight mile shit. Like, it you is. Don't, you don't see shit like and, that. And and um, I start tracking like box office numbers in the mid nineties. Uh, box office guru, box office mojo, good sources for box office numbers, mm-hmm. but. During when Titanic came out in '97, that's around the time that I start really tracking what movies were making money on a weekly basis. I was always I, I knew I had a love for movies uh, since the late '80s, but as far as tracking numbers, it happened right around the mid '70s. And Titanic was one where I, I can I remember I was tracking that week to week, and a interesting number that came up during the Titanic run because. Uh, nowadays, you see a movie number one at the box office for two or three weeks mm-hmm. has some huge opening, seventy, eighty, two hundred million dollar opening, mm-hmm. and it's lucky to be at number one for l- more than three weeks. It's it's actually groundbreaking. If it's a movie stays rare number one, now. yeah, the record about two or three weeks and then they some cartoon will come and beat out something that's you know because yes. you got kids going. Oh yeah, it. and then nobody's ever talked about right, it. Right, right. The app, the record for most weeks consecutive. Is number one in America. It happened for more than half a year, which is Titanic in '97, which played into the '98 season. Before Titanic came out in '97, an R-rated movie with a Saturday Night Live cast member Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop One, was number one in the United States for more than half a year. Wow! An R-rated movie was number one in the United States for. 28 30 weeks i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe when i heard that crap that beverly hills cop one but in 82 83 maybe yeah before we were born yeah, yeah that yeah. that burst the jerry Bruckheimer producing era that is insane to me that's a flex that, right that's there. up there with avatar and and end game numbers we're talking about box office an r-rated movie in the early 80s was number one in the united states for more than half a year with Eddie Murphy as a lead in his early twenties, all they knew him from was Saturday Night Live. Yeah, insane. Yeah, well, Eddie Murphy back then was nothing to be fucked with. Nothing no, that's definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. So, God huge. bless him. Oh Lord! All right, let's let's get into now showing right now. Ooh, now interesting because interesting know, frame time frame we're living in right now. Oh man, I, I tell you, man, I'm, I'm I'm getting pumped about Ghostbusters, man. Oh, I'm getting pumped about it. It I, does I, look good. I'm, I'm it, looks, it looks more just I'm like a heart you know warming, warming I'm so pumped about it? And I was going to sing you this clip, Ryan, because I've been laughing at it for like half a week. And this is one dude. I can't remember um, his YouTube uh, station name, but it was like literally like an hour video. Of this dude like fucking trashing the girls Ghostbusters that came out in 2016. <laughs> it was and actually better than expected. It's, I, I didn't like I didn't love that movie. Oh, but no. I, 
I enjoyed my two hours watch. It, it was better than expected. You are like one of ten people on the planet. That's, that's I've seen said. I've seen worse. Yeah, it's, uh, it well, wasn't I, that. I, it wasn't the worst. I've seen movie a lot ever, worse. But, but yeah. just think about like the the star power that that movie had, and I hear it. and how they could. They completely fucked it up as far as being a remake because it's not a sequel. They, they already they already said it's not a sequel. They're going to treat that shit like it's a etched sketch. They're going to shake it up. They're going to throw it away. Nobody's going to ever think about it ever again. So this so this one is what? How many years? Uh, this one that's coming out tomorrow. They're mm-hmm. saying this one is a direct sequel. Oh wow! Okay, it's a continuation of what's because um, this is like the. Uh, the the girl I guess is the granddaughter of um, Dan Aykroyd. No, not Dan Aykroyd. Um, the one that died. Harold, Harold Ramis. Ramis. Yeah. Was it? Is his name Egon? Egon. Egon. Yeah. Yeah. I love Egon. Egon. Egon's a smart one. Yeah. So yes. this is his family, and they're saying the setup is like he bought like this uh, plot of land out in the country, or whatever, because mm-hmm. it had like some paranormal activity stuff going on. So that's how they're continuing the story. Great. I love what they're doing right there because you're not dismissing the original Ghostbusters. You can skip the second one because we all know eh, yeah, shit happens. But the first there's one, worse sequels. Yeah, there's worse sequels, but they're continuing on like the spirit of Ghostbusters. They're not trying to do the remake of what the girls did. They show you how you fuck it up. I yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So right. I think this one has. I think based on the trailer, Paul Rudd. I think it's going to carry this one very well because that's, that's Rudd, a good start. I like. I love Paul. Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. He is funny and he can be serious at times, but most of the time, like I, I, I like Paul Rudd when he's being funny, like forty year old virgin kind of funny. Oh, that's Some, hilarious! Oh, <laughs> great movie. And oh, they're yeah. going to bring back the original cast. They're going to bring back uh, Bill Murray, Bill Dan Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, um, the secretary. I can't remember her name. Ooh, and they're going to bring back Sigourney Weaver. So what, what, what about um Rick Moranis? Uh, Rick, yeah, Rick Moranis. Where's he yeah. been at lately? He stopped. He quit. He's movies. alive. Yeah, but he quit yeah. movies for a I, while. I, yeah, I heard he retired from uh, yeah to take care of his family after uh, like I think he did like um, Little Shop of Horrors and Little Shop. Uh, what was the one where How did I show up the kids? Yeah, he yep, said after yep. he did that, he said he pretty much made all the money he'll ever make because he makes a shitload of money off the um, like what is like um. It's circulated like on. T- it plays like every fucking day. Yeah, little uh, honey, I shirt the kids is on all the time. Yeah, so he said like he's he's made for life. He don't have to do movies anymore. He really doesn't. I haven't seen him in a movie for like at least twenty years. Well, like, I read he him. wanted to t- he wanted to be a good husband to his wife. He said, yeah, yeah. So, like you'll see him at yeah. the sideline at like Nick games and shit. Like he he'll still be out and about, but he doesn't want to do movies anymore. Yeah, I, I, nothing wrong with that. Right. But yeah, if it was ever a time to bring back a cameo. Oh my god, I would love it if he was. Oh, that would be dope. That would be so fucking dope. They had one of them dogs chase his ass around because he was oh, running the whole Lord Ghostbusters too. And you got to bring Bobby Brown back as the as uh, <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, all right, slow down, slow down. Slow down, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Brown. Bring him back as the uh, let him play the Bobby soundtrack Brown to this. Stay yeah. wherever the hell he yeah. goes. Oh, no, he was no. uh, he was in Ghostbusters too. So <laughs> Bobby Brown has had like a bad run. Yeah, like he lost his daughter, lost his son, his lost wife. his wife. Yes, yeah, Bobby Brown. Like, he, he just need to take every little step he can. <laughs> yeah, 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 to get back and get a nice little tenderoni. <laughs> My sister would appreciate that, Sean. Oh. She's a big Bobby oh, Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I think Ghostbusters is going to be a massive. Hit. I think it really. Uh, is. So. No, not in COVID uh, era. No. I think it's. Uh, 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 I'm going to make. A, I'm going to make a gentleman's bet that Ghostbusters is going to make over sixty million this weekend. Yeah, I think. It, I'll, I think I'll take it, I believe that. Man. I think it dinner be on because if, Eternals made like what seventy. That's but you know what though, kids has got the Marvel name. The kids nowadays are not huge Ghostbusters if fans. Ghostbusters like we were, makes though. over yeah. sixty million. Sean, Tommy. Steak and baked potato dinner on me. All right. I'll take that back. I want to go to Eddie Merlot's. 
You got it. You got it. You but you know, like French wine. But you know what, though, I don't think the kids these days know about it like we do. I don't hear a lot of kids talk about Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters what, from the eighties. You know well, what I mean? It's so, not that hard to link it in because look how they did with the 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 Force Awakens. No way yeah. there's a really big like Star Wars. Fan. Right, that's but, a good point. Yeah, but this is ah, Star Wars is it, huge it's though. Yeah, yeah. Well, they learned all those prequels. Those prequels are not the best. Which one you like, the first one or the second Ghostbusters? I like the second Ghostbusters better. I like the first one better. The first one was dope. The, like second the second one was kind one. of not even competition. Yeah, the first one's a classic. Yeah, I like both of no them. No sequels like compared to that. I like the second Ghostbusters though. The I second like one wasn't god awful, but yeah. it was missing a little something. I guess a little bit of I don't know, a little bit of humor or something. Like, <laughs> no, it was just more like a like like a what, what do you say like a. Well, first off, Rick Moranis yep. was missing from the second one. That that really made he wasn't he was in the second one. If he was, was he in it? Wasn't he? Because he helped. He, he helped shoot. Remember that big blob came across the the little uh, museum. He came out there with Slimer. Remember Slimer was chasing him. That's yeah, right, yeah, he yeah, was. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was running on the. He, he was, got on the yeah, bus because his whole thing was to be one of them. Remember they gave him a proton pack and. Uh, oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he. I forgot he was. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Because so, I haven't seen it in so long. Oh, it's been a while. But remember, he shot at the the, the, oh, he the, was museum. At the museum. Yeah, everybody thought he did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so fucking Yeah, then they stole uh, Statue of Liberty and put that slime all over and made it walk. That's, that's when the movie got, got a goofy. You get, it was goofy. Even for back then, that was goofy. But I was, I tell you what, the first one, when they um had to go up those stairs and they went into the, where the, the, the two dogs were at the top, I thought that was like a like a, something I always remember about Ghostbusters. Cause I, was, I would always get those mixed up. I didn't know what scene that was oh. from. But uh, I think I like the second one, man. I like when the big boat come crashing in and uh, had to do who stole the baby out of the window. It was goofy as shit. But it was creepy in some places, man. But yeah. That, the first one can't get any better, especially when I think about like the white like, Rick Moranis getting chased by that damn that demon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was some of the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. He got locked out of his own party because he had a thing for Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. But she looked good. She looked good in uh, the first one. In the second one, she was the... Playing the mom character, you know, I mean, yeah. she had a baby. They never showed who. I always thought it was with Bill Murray, but it was somebody else. But um, holy shit, that's a good storyline right there. They never showed who, who the baby's who the dad was. Yeah, damn, buried the lead on that one. God, yeah, yeah. Well, the baby that. could grow up and be, you know, he would be older than shit. He'd be older than us probably, but. Yeah. That would be a nice little twist if yeah. that baby ended up be, like they do like a Candyman twist. Right. Like that baby ends up being like part of like the, the right. Ghostbusters right. or something like that. Yeah. That, that would be kind of funny. That would be dope. Like that. The Ghostbusters was my shit though. I like I like both of them. I can't go wrong. I like the cartoon. Everything. So. Well shit, the cartoon was probably better <laughs> than the movie. It. Yeah, Ghostbusters was big. Waking up Saturday morning, man, get like Ghostbusters, a Ghostbusters cartoon. Transformers, G.I. Joe, X-Men, X-Men, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yep, X-Men, yeah. So yeah, this Ghostbusters, I'm begging, like just refresh. Friendly gentlemen bet if they make over sixty million box office numbers, you can check your movie mojo. Just We're just talking her. domestic, and they're bringing back. I don't know worldwide. No, domestically, BS. domestically, yeah, yeah. they'll make sixty million. Yeah, and they're bringing back some of the. I might even take you up for making half. Yeah, of that. they're bringing some of the icon stuff back. They're bringing back the Stay Puff Marshmallow. They got some little tiny yeah. Stay Puff Marshmallow. Do? We've yeah. seen that before. Yeah, but well, I'm just saying that's, that's just that nostalgia to bring us back, though. That's just bringing. Yeah, you got to give them like a reminder how you link it to the past and to the future. You got to give them something that they're familiar with. That's just like balance that not. Everybody can walk. That's a yeah. fine balance, and everybody can walk. Well, Star Wars tried to do it, and 
They did for the first for the Force Awakens. They the did. Force Awakens. They did a lot of that. They did like Luke Skywalker, uh, his like his little uh, fighter pilot helmet that she had on sit behind. That was awesome. They had a lot of nostalgic shit there, so they you could do it if you do it right. But that's a hard. I, and shout out to JJ Sean. Even before I start joining this podcast, Sean, hold on, don't say JJ Abrams. Cause, cause he, you you you're a JJ Abrams fan. I, I, as I am, am I. I am, but I, I don't know if I forgive him yet for Rise of Skywalker. You should. That was an impossible task, just like The Force Awakens. He shouldn't have so handed it fact, off. He should have kept the whole fucking trilogy. You can't hand it off when you got something good like that. I would never hand off something like um, that. And he had something. Whatever went wrong with the future, with the current Star Wars episode seven through nine, I blame on Kathleen Kennedy because there would be no, um, the Last Jedi. Without her say so, she's she's the head of Lucasfilm, so she made the final decision. She wanted to have three separate filmmakers. And matter of fact, they made a decision that the director of Jurassic World, you can't direct the Rise of Skywalker, because not only was audience reception to the Last Jedi yeah, so it was, bad, it was clean up on Al Five. They had to throw a butter to bust. Yeah. They had they had to, but the, apparently. The Rise of Skywalker before what we got was so bad they fired the director of the Lost of uh, Jurassic World. And fired brought, the director, fired the screenwriters, fired the yes. fire, photographers, everybody. Followed the, the catering. <laughs> they did, but Kathleen Kennedy should have lost her job for the Last Jedi. But I'll digress. I, I, I do wait, wanna... wait, wait, I, hold on now. I, I, I said this before. J.J. Abrams said it. it. Whatever he did. People were going to hate whatever he did. People were going to like. It's hard for him to to appease everybody. You know, what I mean, I don't That's think an impossible task. Yeah, but there's so many Star Wars people who, who disliked it. But I didn't think the Last Jedi was that bad. It was bad. The I Rise did. of Skywalker's. Which one was Rise of Skywalker? The third one or second one? Third Rise of Skywalker's the third. Okay, one. so I, the Last Jedi sucked. That was the second one. Mm-hmm. The Rise of Skywalker was not that bad. I, I'm yeah. with you yeah, now. Yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah, but you guys but expecting those, perfection. No, I did. This, everybody I, I, wanted you wanted. But Sean, I, wanted, I said, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. whatever happens before the rise of Skywalker happens, yeah. it can't be as bad as the Last Jedi. I didn't expect that. Yeah, Matter it wasn't fact, as bad. It I wasn't. told you, I said, I'm shocked. I was shocked that I liked the Force Awakens as much as I did. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a disaster. Because as time as time went on, man, we got older. You know what I mean? And it was so much time that it was. But in Star, between Wars, Star Wars, that, that original yeah. Star Wars trilogy, yeah. was before. Our, our time, our, our time, time. Yes. yeah. So, but well, you saw that as a kid still, though. Yes, I did. You know what I mean? So much time has went by. Your mind, we we lost track. Of but Star, but Star the Wars fan was base, not in the mind. You know what I mean? The so, fan base that introduced me to Star Wars yeah. hated the prequels trilogy. Yeah, but, there was a split, in, which I liked. I liked the Phantom Menace. So I, don't don't. I did. I didn't like Attack of the Clones, but I liked. Uh, What's that? Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Sith. Yes, I, I like Revenge of the Sith. I like yeah, Revenge of yeah. Sith and Family. I didn't like the goofy one, Jaja Bink ones when they were. I yeah, didn't yeah, like that. Yeah, but I, I did like, like the Revenge of the Sith. I like to see they could have done better with those too. But uh, I think that we were, they were all trying to live most up to the, to the original. Most adults yeah. who saw that prequel trilogy between ninety nine two thousand five yeah. said, "I'm done with Star Wars." George Lucas, what have you done to my beloved trilogy? And me as a middle schooler and early high schooler. I know it wasn't as good as the original trilogy, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. But my, I guarantee me and your older brothers hate those movies. Oh, yeah. They're splitting the fan base, and I thought J.J. Abrams did a 
as good a job as you can with the most right. powerful movie studio on of, of Disney. And he's walking and on eggshells. He's yes. walking on eggshells. Yeah, you can't yes. satisfy everybody. Shout out to yeah. Jay for yeah. what you did with The Force Awakens. Salute to you, sir. Yeah. You know why this podcast is so dope? We started out as Ghostbusters, <laughs> and then we did as Star Wars. Star Wars. Let's get, let, let's get back to Ghostbusters. I, I want to point out one thing. Hold, 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 hold for one second. I think everything we talk about can always go back to Star Wars. There's exactly. always a link to Star Wars, and that's how much. Uh, and that's why he had a hard Shout time appeasing everybody. You can't appease everybody. Well, you, you can't. can't you can't. No, no. Nobody can do that. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. No. So. I just thought that. All right. Ryan, Sean, y'all probably know before I would, but if I remember correctly, didn't George Lucas say that he pretty much planned out all three movies at once? Yes. Now, why couldn't J.J. Abrams do that with all three of his? He probably did. He might have, but it was uh, a corporate property at that point. Like, the the storylines in there, it just... It doesn't make sense. Right. They, they they either skipped a lot of stuff that probably could have led to something well, else well, better, they, well, or they, they all, just ignored a lot. They of all stuff. knew that they had to start over with some new characters because all of the characters we knew are old as shit. You know, what I mean, everybody's in their seventies and eighties, so they had they could have came. They had so how more. do you how do you please that fan base who is more associated with the Han with Solo's, yeah, Luke Skywalker's, yeah, Leia? Yeah, you send them and, out. You send them out on a. So you have to satisfy that fan base, yeah, yeah. But you and also introduce new characters for the that new you fan can, base. That, yes, yeah, for, yes, yeah. to get along with. Yeah. I thought because you and shout out to Tommy for um, good upbringing of of the son and his son's doing great babysitter work. So you saw I had a they did, but one of the reasons I brought up John Williams <laughs> is because. Um, my favorite movie of the original trilogy of George Lucas is the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But I really feel that John Williams' score as far as musical composure is The Empire Strikes Back. And my favorite scene of the original trilogy is when Han Solo is evading those big star trip, starships and dodging asteroids trying to get away from the Empire and Empire Strikes Back. When that John Williams score kicks in, during him flying through those at asteroid belt where Chewie's scared as hell, Leia saying, You're crazy for going in here. Combined with that John Williams score is movie magic and to you, perfection. You and I saw that magic happen the same magic that and captured me as a youth. I saw that happen with the six year old over at our buddy Scott's house doing this podcast night. And it 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 uh, it really humbled me and that, that's when I, I want to. That's one of the reasons John was because I saw that same movie magic happen mm-hmm. to that six year old that's over here that happened to me when I saw that when I was a teenager. Yeah. It, it, was, it was it's amazing. And but to recapture that, J.J. Abrams did a fantastic job because that same feeling I had when Han Solo was fl- flying through the asteroid belt, or when Han Solo came and saved Luke Skywalker from the trench run in the original trilogy, I felt that when Finn and Poe Dameron. We're flying in a TIE fighter to escape uh, Kylo Ren's um, whatever whatever they, they were doing. And, they were or, flying or, back to Jakku. Yeah. That was, that was, that was and, awesome. Why would you want to go back to Jakku anyway? He said yeah. at least five he times. He didn't want to, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, oh yeah. And, and Finn and Ray and, and BB-8 running in Jakku yeah. from the mm-hmm. Stormtroopers. J.J. Abrams brought that same love back. He that, did. I, that, he's that same feeling. I did not feel that from The Last Jedi. I felt that in very small glimpses of the rise, very small. But he had to play cleanup crew, and I blame Kathleen Kennedy for that trilogy. <laughs> and we don't have to talk about stars anymore. Yeah. But 
Yeah, we need to take a Star Wars break. Right, right. Star Wars there. could go for the rest of the night. Yeah, and so, I hear, yeah. I hear. so yeah. back to back to Ghostbusters. Man. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's how that's how this this this, this episode gonna go. We gonna yeah. go back to the Star Wars yeah. no matter what. Go back to no, but I, like I said, like Ghostbusters, it it looks like it's gonna be an incredible movie. I'm giving it all the benefit of the doubt because I've have seen a lot of movies this year that have disappointed me. As far as what I expected, from yeah, I hope. I, I don't know. I don't know what, what to expect. Years, yeah, I don't know what quite no, to because expect. Because I had high expectations for like uh, I had high expectations for Black Widow. I had high for, I'm glad you said that, Tommy. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna bring up Star Wars again. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I will. I will say I was a little bit harsh on Shang Chi. A little bit. I was. I was, and I rewatched that. I rewatched that, and I will say that Shang Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. Was the most enjoyable Marvel movie I've seen probably since Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah, I'll say that. I, I was not an Endgame fan. I, the- Speak before we get out of the out of the, off the uh, Marvel subject. Um, I want to talk about that Red Notice too. I watched that. Did you watch that with the Rock? Oh, and yeah, I, I, want, I want to hear I your opinion. But before that. I get on that. My man Ridley Scott ripped Marvel a new one again. Oh my God! I read did you that see too. that? I, I did you that. see Ridley Scott's? No. What he said he I, said I, all I, of them are boring. Martin Scorsese, all bullshit. Martin Scorsese, yeah, Stephen Dorff. They must. They are like ripping. Little... But you got to think these dudes are in their damn eighties. They Marvel probably is crap to them. But he said that Alien, Blade Runner, and Gladiator are better superhero movies than anything Marvel's ever made. Really, Scott gets a little gets a lot of leeway for me. Yeah, he gets a yeah. lot of, but what Marvel's doing as a studio yeah, yeah, yeah. deserves deserves props. Yeah, I can and understand I'm, where I'm he's a little, I'm from a little shocked about and the level of hate from. I'm apparently, I mean, but you got to think we they know better. He knows more than what we will ever know about movies, so he has to have some it kind of input. Like he don't know shit about superhero movies. They're, I don't think they care about that though. I don't think because he said they got the same script. They all got the same kind of. It's a CGI. I've heard a lot of people I respect kind of denigrate what Marvel is doing, and and some people are saying some people feel that a superhero comic book adaption is slumming it up as far as movies. And I and the same person who says that I've seen them watch Killer Beavers and and Camp Part Two. I've seen them watch some of the crappiest movies of all time, and people that I respect as some of the smartest adults in my lifetime. And they just think that comic book movies, anything with a superhero, is a lower grade of filmmaking. Yeah, and we really need to attack this stuff because I've been sitting on this for like a year. Yeah, ever he, he since basically Mark said, if, if he, if he, there's ever, film snobs out there. Yeah. There are snobs um, out there. But how can they? All right, they all start. All right, let's just paint this picture of Martin Scorsese started all this by saying that superhero movies are not real cinema. Yeah, that's and a I lie. kept asking my question over and over again, like, what does he call cinema? Is it because they have too much like CGI in it? Yeah. It's like it's, it's not real scene. actors not, like yeah. doing real scenes. It's like too many cuts for like uh, graphics or whatever. Because technically, he stumbled into that a little bit with the Irishman because they had to digitize the shit out of Robert De Niro's face to make him young. He's really tampering. I think they spent like twenty, thirty million just to do that fucking Irishman. I mean, but really, really, Scott yeah, got I, some I love bangers. That, I love he's that had some loafing movies. So does Scorsese. They both got some bangers. Really, Scott, Alien, and Gladiator are considered. That's a lot of people's top five movies right there. You know what I mean? So he has some room to talk. I just don't understand why they want to keep banging on him so hard. Yeah, you know because I, mean? I don't think he's just shitting on the movies altogether. I yeah. think he, I'm taking it personally because I think he's shitting on some of the directors of these movies too. Because yeah. John Favreau is one of my favorite directors. Yeah. He did because a great what he, job. What he did with The Mandalorian and Iron Man and all this other shit, 
He has some good acting credits, but I think he's going to be an amazing director one day, especially if they let him take he over. He is? No, I think, yeah, he did a great job if with they, Iron Man. If they let him handle, like, the Star Wars properties right now, as far as, like, their TV shows, he could kill a lot of shit. I think he turned that down. I really think Disney offered him that whatever trilogy he wants to make. They probably handed him, like, 50 bags. <laughs> say, hey, yeah, a dump yeah. truck full of money was dropped off. What he did with the Mandalorian... And yeah, it, that was out of nowhere. Oh, oh, incredible! Oh, yeah. And it's he literally Iron got Man. Disney Plus like a hot start off of that. Yeah. Absolutely, D- Disney Plus. That, that was a token to Disney Plus right there. I, yeah. I had to get that just for Mandalorian. I, you know, exactly. I had to get it. So he brought back the whole thing of. Oh, I'm glad. Have you seen the Lion King focus. remake though? Before we. Wasn't that wasn't wasn't what Beyonce doing? Yes, yeah. the same exact shit that now, we saw as a kid. I love the Mandarin. I yeah. love that first Iron Man, and I loved that Jungle Book remake. That was filmmaking All profession. Right, unpopular opinion: I hate when they do live remakes of like animated movies. I don't like it. For the most part, I agree with you, but the Jungle Book was one of the best. Lion King, Cinderella, Red Riding Hood, Aladdin, terrible, yeah, terrible, Aladdin. terrible. Yeah. But the Jungle Book was awesome, yeah. and John Favreau did that. But I hated. John Favreau's Lion King, and I really think Disney got in the way of that. They yeah. didn't change anything from that. Nothing. The exact same An exact shit. Exact remake. And they of took the out some of the good parts, like with the monkey asking him, um, you know, uh, remember when he would hit him with the stick? He would hit Simba with the stick, and he said, "Would you do that? Uh, Don't worry about it. It happened. It, was, <laughs> it happened. It was just, you know, it was in the past. It worked or better like, in the original. Yeah, yeah. Movie. They took out some of the more iconic roles, and he, you know. So I, it was the same exact movie. It was the same exact shit with live-looking lions running around, you know. So he's built he's built up enough goodwill. Lion King aside, whatever John Favreau's involved with, you have my attention. Yeah, no, yeah. No, what I have a problem with is like they don't give like comic book movies enough recognition when it comes to like awards. They yeah. never will. No, because they I, never will. No, because they have gotten some of them like as far as like Joaquin Phoenix. We can agree that he did kill it as Joker. I like that. He did. He but did. I, he, Heath Ledger, he, he yeah. set it off first really when far back. And the there's the top ten performances he of all time. Say, he's on that list. Ridley yeah. Scott did say he loved the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, but he said it was well, not like any superhero movie that we have, we've been talking and, and, about. So. And you know why? Yeah. I hated that yeah. movie. I hated that movie. It was so dark. Movie. I like that movie, man. I loved it. Was, I loved it tackled a lot of yeah. sensitive subjects as far as like uh, depression, like anxiety, like... Uh, Group think right. Growing up in yeah, growing up in poverty, mental illness, all that. They they, they hit a lot of shit in that movie. So yeah, it wasn't like the popular like uh, that movie comic book movie per se. Kind of like how I said that movie grossed a billion dollars worldwide. Because and I've never outside of that Johnny Depp Alice in Wonderland movie, I've 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 never felt so out of touch with pop culture in my life. I couldn't believe there were fans of that Joker movie. I, I I couldn't believe that movie was as loved. I couldn't believe that movie was a success or that people enjoyed it as much as they did. Really? I enjoyed that. Movie. I was, and I didn't. As soon my as expectations I knew they were, were making low. that movie. I thought to myself, "This is going to be one of the top movies of the year." I was, yeah. looking, I was looking forward to it because myself. that's what they wanted to see, just simply based on what the little bit they saw of Heath Ledger. Yeah, because they said because they said if Joker actually got his own movie, it would be fucking amazing, and it was because it wasn't exactly like Heath Ledger, but he went like. Ten times darker than we ever thought. Yeah, of. yeah. Because that Heath Ledger that we saw was still a PG thirteen version. That, it wasn't even that dark. It really. It was it, super it was dark. There was a it, lot it was of depression in there, especially with yeah. him hallucinating that whole uh, relationship with the girl. And he ended up showing that he actually killed that girl. He killed yeah. his mother. Yeah, like, oh yeah. my god, it was dark as that fuck. That was dark. Yeah. He killed Robert De Niro live on TV. Yeah. I mean, 
Come on, this, this that movie was fucking fire, man. That dude, was, that was dope, man. That, that was, was dope. That movie was dope. And I feel sorry believe, for him. I can't believe sorry. you don't like that. That's how you say it. I don't like the Millennium. I can't believe you don't like the Joker. I thought you would definitely like that. You know, I've, I've, I've never hated a Batman more in my life, and they only had Batman. I didn't even expect to see but Batman. I think, yeah, I, but I, we knew yeah, that wasn't going to be the case. Though. How dare you make me hate a little kid Batman? That's how much I hated that movie. <laughs> it wasn't even, he didn't Batman. even know his name barely. Oh, they don't know Batman. Oh, and then you make and then you make Bruce uh, Bruce Wayne's dad the the jerk. But how do Rich, we know well, he that? He wasn't though. the jerk. He was his mom that made the whole thing up. Yeah, it was all a facade. It I saw I saw Bruce Wayne's dad beat up the Joker in that movie in the bathroom. Well, if how dare you? How dare you? Put, I'm a rich, mean guy. Well, that was out of Hate context. Hate the rich snobs. I'm a rich snob. That was out of context because his mom manipulated him into thinking that that was his father. Right. So he had him looking at his at uh, Bruce Wayne's dad a certain way. He punched the Joker in that movie. He probably deserved it. He, he probably deserved it. That's, he did. He was a murderer. Yeah, he probably did. Because you're rich doesn't mean you can't get your hands dirty. I mean, come on now. I'm not saying that, but he, he was a very... I've, I'm used to seeing... if he, at least, Okay, there's nothing wrong and with going honest, outside the norm. Dad. I'm just used to seeing Bruce Wayne's dad... It's, it's playing a Play, positive role in a positive yeah, yeah, role, yeah. yes. So for not, but it wasn't only that. Not only that, I hated Bruce Wayne himself. I even hated the Alfred. I hated the fact that yeah, that there was not a cop. Sh- you can shoot one of the, the most popular TV host in the city on live TV. Not a cop in sight to even apprehend that man. Not security, nothing. He gets to go outside and well, I cops didn't expect did, Batman cops did, at all. did apprehend him. They, they put did, him in the yeah. back. Yeah. And but then the whole mob. He had created a mob so huge that they, they loved him for what they he did. Sh- they started to worship the guy. And it, this is just a different outlook on the Joker. That's all it is. Yeah, it is. Nobody's saying this was really what happened. But no, yeah, no. so Yeah, because a good movie Teach like that, a lot of people can see themselves in the antagonist. Like in the main character. Right. Like he doesn't look exactly like this one particular person, right. but there's a lot Which of I aspects appreciate. of his uh, personality where everybody and can find something to relate well, to. Well, Phoenix did a great job. Yeah, yeah great. And society helped create him that way. Look at it. When he was trying to do good stuff, people still was treating him like Chris shit. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and me, we've talked on previous episodes I've been on about my preference of. Sledgehammer? Yes. Yeah. There we go, Tommy. The subtlety of side things. That movie was a sledgehammer. Look at all these bad people treating this guy wrong. Of course, I'm supposed to hate the assholes on the subway who are going to rape a girl. Yes, I want the Joker. Of course. Yeah, the fat black lady treating him like shit when he's trying to be nice to her son. I hate that. I hate the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Fuck you, Joker movie. <laughs> Fuck you. And I'm sorry for any children watching this. <laughs> oh, but I have, I, that movie was just... Yeah, I, if there was one shot, I liked the midget who couldn't open the door. That was laughing. funny. Yeah. That was awesome. That was fucking awesome. Yes. But as far as, oh, it's so dark. Oh, it's the first 15 minutes of your favorite movie, Blade. As far as violence goes, blowing out the water. That was so dark about this. I, why do you guys think well, this is I such think a this dark is, movie? It's dark for what it stands for. Is the, yeah, it's not the subtle stuff that we, you know. And yeah. they weren't used to comic books being like that. Yeah, this dude, the depression. We talked, we like talked he, about yeah. Razor Lost Art or yeah, uh, like Temple Blade, of Doom with the hearts getting ripped out. Yeah, Blade I is, see a heart get ripped out. Yeah, and Blade that was a PG kind of, movie. Blade is kind of like an anti-hero, kind of like how Venom is. Yeah, or the Punisher like, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, like they do a lot of bad shit. For not like the Joker, though. The Joker. You're trying to You're trying the well, you Joker sh- well, the problem is we know the ending of Joker, or yeah. so to speak, because you know how he ends up turning out. 
if you didn't know anything about the Joker, you just watched that in an isolated incident like it was, you might look at it a little bit differently on how society created this guy to be some kind of psychopath. I'll, I'll look at the Joker movie the same way I look at Batman vs. Superman, which I'm criticize. And if that was my first introduction to those characters, I would care less about what happens next. There, me, okay. me and you, Tommy, and Sean, we've seen far better iterations inter, of I just the think you've got an issue with it, how they painted this movie. I'm, I'm yeah, an open yeah. mind when it comes to yeah. I, I have now, no you have pro- an issue with them taking Bruce Wayne's dad and putting him in that light or dark light. It felt this, like they kind of made like I've a talked about many like issues. Mental, yeah. mental illness. They kind of like so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Society's to blame yeah. for his mental illness. Well, they everybody was mean to this guy. Well, there's a lot of movies out there where they have done like that, where they say like the society has created like a like in a higher learning. Love that movie with Michael Rappaport. Yeah, society created him to yes. be that way at the end. Nobody really. So had a I don't see what the issue. So I don't see what the issue is. Why, why we have more time? We'll yeah, delve yeah, into yeah. why I'm a huge fan of higher learning and why I hate the Joker movie. All right, well, we, we have more got, time. Yeah, because we can talk. I about love higher learning. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Higher learning. Have, oh yeah. But imagine if that was your first. You've never seen Heath Ledger. You've never seen the Adam West Boom Pow '60 show, or or Jack Nicholson. Well, if you would, I would, I could care less about a Joker sequel at this point. I don't need to see. I, you know, you'll, you'll probably never get a sequel after that. Yeah, that, but that, I think you're hanging on what you are. I left. think you're hanging on the positive things that you like the like the uh, Jack Nicholas Joker. You hanging on to those no, images. I think no, cause, to no, see I'm the not. Joker being portrayed. I appreciate something new, Sean. Yeah, I but I forgot new but iterations but, of but that. They're just showing that this is more not realistic, but there are people who live in. Power I didn't poverty. like Jared Leto's Joker. I hated Jared. No, Leto. no, I didn't like that either. But I just think that this one. I think one reason I know one thing you don't like is that they were comparing him to Heath Ledger's Joker. So I think you no. really have a hard time no. with that. He was, I, yeah. No, I, not, they, they did compare them to though. I they applaud did, any yeah. actor who takes on the Joker but, role after he. Well, I'm not saying he. Salute he's as to you. Good as that That's Joker, a role I would never want to live the up thing to. He did do. He, he was good. He, he did said, a good job. As he did, no whatever Joker that. they were trying to get out. You know what I mean? So, yes, yes. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is one of the best living actors we have, and he did a great job as the Joker. My issue with that movie is not that. And there's a lot of different ways you can you can you can have sympathy for mental illness and what society does to people who have that. The movie that that's often compared to is Taxi, Taxi Driver. Driver yeah. Don't and ever put that movie in the same category as the classic movie. That's a, a lot good, of similarities, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a lot of similarities. And just because you think I, I, I know, I know how you feel, but there's a lot of similarities, man. That, hey, so, I, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just yeah. telling. I'm trying to. Uh, Elaborate why I did not like that movie. So I'm about to nobody's say, right or wrong here. No, nobody's no. right or wrong. Another, I'm just telling you why I did not like that movie. And another angle you can probably think of, and I try to do this every once in a while with uh, certain movies. Right now, you're looking at it as the background, as like you know, this is the Joker. Like, look at the movie in this aspect. What if you didn't know that was a Joker? What I would. I would have no interest in seeing the future of this, or have no interest in Batman at all. This is my introduction to Batman and the Joker. Why would I care about a sequel? Why would I care about these characters at all? No, movies like that will never get a sequel. They're not going to make a Taxi Driver two. Like some like, movies like that is like one off. You have to do one off. You can't do another one. We you pretty but much you, ran, put, the, you pretty much ran the well dry. You can't do anything else with it. You know, I expected this movie to be a one-off walking into that theater that night. 
Matter of fact, I probably would not have even seen that movie in the theater if it wasn't for a friend of mine. Invite me to go see that. And we both walked out of there hating that movie. And I've never, even the crowd was like, what the hell did we just see? You got to get some new friends. You got to get some <laughs> I enjoyed that because the crowd, I was in was like, damn, that's dope. It was a, just a, a movie like that look, can't though. make the money that it make and get yeah. all the critically acclaimed like, stuff that came with it if yeah. nobody, nobody else liked it. I'm not saying. Of course. And I don't like, I'm Joaqu- saying I don't, that was not- I don't like Joaquin Phoenix because I still pissed off what he did to, uh, you're talking about, like, uh, what's the name, Russell Crowe's character on Gladiator. So I always hold a. Hold a, a a grudge on him, but I he did a good job. He did a, good, yeah, he did yeah, a great yeah, job. He's an amazing so, actor. Yes, he he's a, he has he's a little off, anyways. You know what I mean? Like, this just do a normal interview with him. Go on YouTube and look. This dude's weird. You know what I mean? Remember so, that little phase where you try to be a rapper? Yeah, I know. <laughs> with the beard, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I'm retired from acting. Yeah. I'm wearing a beard. Yeah. No, but, right. So God bless him. God bless speaking everybody speaking, that did the Joker. But yeah, yeah, I did watch. You bring up Red Notice. Red Notice. What'd you think of that? <sighs> the okay. same Ryan Reynolds in every damn movie that I've ever I'm seen. Not a lie. sixty million budget yeah, just a, with the cast alone. Yeah, Gal- that's Gal- not even production. Gal- Gal- Those Gal- three lead actors cost sixty million dollars to have in that movie. That's now, terrible. If I had to give this a grade, I'll probably give it probably about a three point nine. That's out of exactly five. where I was going to okay, go. Okay, that's three and a That's half. a good job. It, you, it Gal- 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 in there. I'm yeah, a fan of hers. I don't find her all that attractive. What? what? All right, now we got a lot uh, of disagreements going on. That's the best on. thing that Israel has produced. Yeah, Jesus she's Christ. She's fine as hell. 5'10", Gal Gadot, one Oh, oh my God. Yeah, man. I, she's our age, too. She's super fine. Woo. She's up there with Scarlett Johansson and them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's just not... I like older I like older women, apparently. Man. Like, she cool. I'm not knocking up. If she that, walked through here, you'd be like, God damn, she's fine. Yeah, buddy. But she's in there. Yeah, go ahead, Tommy. Yeah, so Red Notice was... It was exactly what I expected it to be, especially with the Rock and Ryan uh-huh. Reynolds. Gail Gadot, I was like, huh, like I wonder what her character is. But, she played a nice little um, yeah, you know, villain there. Yeah, because she's still a relatively new star. Like, right. she, like her, like Fast Five and all that shit, like that's where we really, really got to get to mm-hmm. know her before she became Wonder Woman. But her in the movie, she's like, like she was funnier than I thought she was going to yeah, be. Yeah, she really. has a lot of charisma and stuff like that. I was that. like, all right, she got something going other than her looks. Good for Downtown, you. she kept singing that the whole song uh, movie, but the she's Rock, not the best the, actress out the, there. The, no. the Rock and Ryan Reynolds are the same damn people Ryan in every Reynolds movie. Ryan Reynolds is exactly... I don't know how they can it's get It's like him. he just takes Deadpool everywhere he goes. Right, but you got to imagine he was this way before Deadpool. You I know wasn't what I mean? a Ryan like, Reynolds fan until I, Deadpool. I, some stuff are funny. Don't oh, get me wrong. Oh, you have Yeah. Yes, I have. The less said about that piece of garbage. The only time I ever seen Ryan Reynolds not be as goofy was in uh, Amityville when he was. Oh, that reminds me. If y'all ever had like an underrated Ryan Reynolds movie, watch Smoke and Aces. Uh, I enjoyed that. that. I've seen that. Him in that fucking movie was. Now, that's perfect casting. That was a perfect casting for him because I did not see him do anything like that. Because before then, he was doing all those fucking stupid comedies like Van Wilder and shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But as soon as he did that, I was like, God damn, Ryan Reynolds. I think really Scott's brother directed that one, actually. Was that a Tony Scott one? Yes, it was. But is this the same Ryan Reynolds, the same as Deadpool, just not as bad? You know, I mean, it's just the same smirky little jokes, you know, and The Rock is just, and he's in every fucking thing. So I thought it was, it's entertaining. Don't get me wrong, though. I I, I enjoyed. It was a perfect, like, like Netflix action movie. that Friday night movie with with a loved one. Yeah, you just got, like, familiar faces on the screen, man. It's it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. And it actually had a pretty good storyline. Yeah. So I was actually entertained by it. You guys got me excited to see it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Don't, you're not going to blow you out your pants. No, no. You don't like that. You don't want to get blown out of your pants like, I you guys have better weekends than I am. Uh, what about Dune? Have you guys seen Dune? 
I told I told Sean about this when he asked me about it. I was confused as shit watching that. I watched it. It was beautiful to watch, but I have no idea what the fuck I watched. It was Um, it was slow moving. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't as. I don't see what all the hype is about as far. Me neither. That was my first introduction to Dune. I visually, it was beautiful to watch. Apparently, they uh, Star Wars got some ideas from Dune back in the day. And it, they it, got it, it from Flash Gordon also. It looks like it. And Some it, of the best art steals from other art. And yeah. Jason Momoa was actually really, really good in this role. I liked his role that he had in this one. I thought he was just He was a like badass. Him, uh, he was kicking a lot of ass yeah, in this man. movie. Yeah, man. He was like, damn, he was more badass than Aquaman. God damn, how do you do all this? <laughs> Aquaman. But overall, it was kind of like... Big, <laughs> but overall, it was just like big names and a big movie. And yeah. it was kind of like, I don't... <laughs> and apparently... Uh, no action really got going. So it like wasn't a end. lot of action, but you know they got they haven't even been green light for the part two yet, and they already got it's a, coming. It is oh, yeah, okay. They set it up as a sequel. And yeah, like, this that's the first thing be... they show is part one. Oh yeah, part oh yeah. One. The last thirty minutes was force fitting you. There's another one coming. Yeah, if part don't two worry. don't start out like Matrix Reloaded, did, <laughs> it's I'm not. Be, yeah, I it's mean not. action like from the beginning, and you better not let up. Yeah. But this one was kind of like. I, I was just really confused, man. It was more like I had to watch it on captions, which I try not to do. Because there was a lot of exposition. Yeah. It was just more that like, first hour was, was nothing but exposition. It was too much. All I got from it was they had like some secret mineral that's in the sand, wherever that yeah. you know helps people like build shit. Or and it's really not that complicated. And they don't use yeah. technology. There's like two colonies fighting over the blue eyes. Yeah. Yes. It was like it, it was just it was like all and over it, the place. And oh I, yeah, I, I, could, I couldn't focus. I, I hear you, and maybe it's my own personal mind coming into my movie. But maybe I need to watch the movie. High. Sh- I don't know. No, it's not even going to help. And right. the, the the director of that is one of my favorite filmmakers. Did Blade? What a pompous name, Denae Venu. Uh, what a pompous fucking name. Well, good for him. But yeah, but he did Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which was a good movie. A, a, a class, one of my best movies, and a movie that I regret not seeing in theater. That movie was rocked. And you didn't Sakaar- see it in theaters. I made a mistake. I made. I didn't like Arrival. Okay, I didn't like Arrival, so I didn't see. And Blade really? Runner is not one of my favorite movies either. I think that movie's slightly overrated. But that's for another day. Okay. But I, I do <laughs> think Blade Runner. Blade <laughs> Runner twenty forty nine is better than the original Blade Runner. And you missed and out on the theater. I, I did. Yeah. I did. So uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine and Spider Man Into the Spider Verse are two movies I will always regret not seeing in the theater. I regret that. I'm oh, sorry. I, I missed out. I missed out on that. I messed up. Into the Spider Verse was incredible. Oh, incredible! Oh yeah, my you, god! You let me. Yeah, you gave me a copy of that. that was, I enjoyed. Oh, that. I, I really hope you enjoyed that as much as me, Sean, because that dope. movie was a hundred really times good. better than I ever expected a comic movie could be. I, if there's love, it, I love that movie. But um, okay, um, I think we're all disappointed. Doing it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't I don't want to say I was disappointed. I, okay, I, I did the Sean thing. I went in with no expectations. I'm I like, it's none. on HBO Max. It's free for me, pretty much. So yeah. I pay for this shit. I'm gonna watch it because it's a free uh, dual release for me to watch. Kind of like Kong versus Godzilla. Like I feel like I have to watch it. Right. I watched it. I ain't gonna lie. My son fell asleep, and I'm not gonna bad. <laughs> and that's surprised. Yeah. I, I looked over. He was like, he. Alright, first off, when I'm watching a movie and I can't keep my eyes open and I got like that little, you know, <laughs> that baby neck thing going on <laughs> and I can't keep my eyes focused, I'm keeping, I keep telling myself like, just, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. It's going to get better, man. Just stick through it, man. It's going to get better. It had a couple of scenes where it was kind of like, okay. And then it was I'm like, alright, alright, we got something going. Then the next thing I was like, 
<laughs> and I was like, yeah. what the fuck? And there was no big payoff at the end. No. No, the only payoff that they had at the end was, you're going to get a sequel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was and don't get me started on the black actors. So look at the black actors they had in that movie. And it was pretty much uh, an indigenous people of a sand climate, a hot sand climate. From every glimpse I saw, the majority of that population were, were black folks. Right. And their leader is... The villain from No Country of Old Men, which is one of the best actors working today. Oh, uh, yeah. Your boy, Sean. Oh, that was his name. I, um, he's yeah, the leader yeah. of, of a black. Right. I, Javier Bardem. Javier yeah. Bardem. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, I like him. Good but, God. Yeah, they did make black sense. Hot, wrong you know what I mean? You wouldn't be light skinned. Yeah, even though Z- he. Yeah. Zadea. I waited the whole movie for her. I feel yeah. like I didn't see her until the end. <laughs> yeah. You better pay so. to see the sequel if you want to see more Zadea. Yeah. What a fucking tease. I don't know. Her, what a tease. Her fine ass just sitting there in the, in the rocks. What a tease. It oh. literally felt like I watched like a space version of Tremors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's these Less worms popping out. Yeah. yeah. Far less satisfying than Tremors. It was alright. It was yeah. alright. It was. I've seen worse. It well, was. But right. ain't no Kevin Bacon. Then why waste your time? <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, but overall, Fred yeah. I like the man. Too. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch Dune again. I, yeah, I have yeah. no idea what I watched. I, I saw enough the first time. Yeah. Now, now, now I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you probably hated Dune more than Malignant. Yeah, no, I didn't hate it more. Than <laughs> I hated <laughs> Malignant. I thought, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, you that's, that's, you hated that movie? Yeah, I did not like. I'm Malignant. trying to get him. A, yeah. All right, whatever. You owe that movie a second watch. I no, I no, I can't. I'd watch Dune again before I watch Malignant. That was what? bad. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that was this bad. Is shocking to me. This is bad because this. Malignant I was ten. I had a blast with is, that movie. This shit. I had a blast. I can't believe y'all like that. All right, man. We ain't even gonna get let's stuck. Get, on let's get to our next segment. We're gonna get stuck on that. Obviously, he hates that. Malignant. Yeah, I didn't Good like that. Good God. I'm shocked. I'm bad. <laughs> whatever. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. All right, we got any, uh, any Hollywood news that we need to cover? Anything that we missed? In, uh... I think there I is I a jumped, particular trailer that I came out. I did jump on that yeah. Ridley Scott stuff a little too early there. But I'm, that's I'm guessing like, I... everybody saw like the sneak peeks of like all the Marvel shows, like the She-Hulk, the Secret Invasion. I uh... saw something about... A little bit about it. I didn't get to it. And there's a, apparently a Spider-Man show and a spinoff from the bad Spider- guy from... Spider-Man uh, freshman year. It's like going to be a TV show on oh, Disney+. Okay. Plus. Is uh, Holland involved in that? Is Holland... They're going away from him. They're going away from him. I have what? no idea. They're getting a new Spider-Man, aren't they? Uh, he, he been in like six movies. Yeah, I yeah. hear that. But uh, as far... Uh, whatever... Like I said, I talked about my love with Into the Spider-Verse. So my favorite Spider-Man that I've seen to this day is the 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 late '30s Spider-Man, Spider B. Parker and Spider-Verse. That's my favorite Spider-Man. But and Miles Morales in that. But if there's a number three on that list, I love the Tom Holland Spider-Man. But my favorite incarnation of Spider-Man as a character is the high school age Spider-Man. I love the teenage Spider-Man. Not only have to dealing with the pressures of being a superhero, but you got to pass your school test. You got to worry about sneaking in the house so your grandma don't see you. I, I really, I really love this the high school version of Spider Man the best. Even though they've dealt with the young adult Spider Man in different incarnations, a comic book and live action. Right. My favorite incarnation is the high school version, which I really, I really like how Holland, the casting and that first Spider Man with him in it, I've enjoyed the most live action wise. Okay. But I'm interested. Freshman year, it's got me intrigued. Yeah, overall, I think Marvel is. I think they're listening to the audience. Their TV shows are fucking fire. They haven't missed yet. Well, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Hey! I'm <laughs> knock with you, man. No, because y'all know I'm, I'm a big Hawkeye yeah, fan. Yeah, let's see what that's about. Looking forward to that. 
I'm still I'm looking forward to that. I, I think, think they, they did the right thing right. by making it like a Christmas theme like show because you can't get you can't miss that around the holidays, man. It's pretty much like fishing with dynamite. It's man. one of my favorite holidays. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you make anything a holiday movie, people right. are gonna watch it, even if it's a Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah. But, oh no, you, you, you can't miss with that, man. So, and not aside from that, I ain't got no gossip or anything yeah, like that. Either. But I think it's about time we bring back. Family Feud. Oh, yeah, good guy. Yeah, because yeah, I need to challenge y'all a little bit. This week, man, because <laughs> I gave y'all last week off. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Though. Now we've been slipping. Now I am going to take one at random. I'm not even going to look at it because I think that's more of a challenge. If I just give y'all something like that, right. and I'm gonna let like if I'm reading a card, I'm gonna let y'all team up together and try to get these answers right. So now. we allowed? You want us to look at them, or you just want to pick a random one out of well, here? Well, I'm gonna pick a random one for me. So. Okay. I'll go first, and I'll just let y'all go through the cards while I'm going through this. Name a movie that someone who loves cooking should see. Chef John Favreau, your boy. Uh, number two. Look at I you. Look at you on the on point right now. A movie right. who loves cooking. A movie where you love cooking. Like, what would they watch? And there's only four answers, and he got one of them. Now think about movies about cooking, even if it's an animated. Oh movie. man, you got. I picked a tough one. Me, I, oh, shit, I'm lost. Uh, I, I don't even know the answer to this. Cooking. Now, cooking. now, one of these is an animated movie about a rat. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Love that movie. Pixar. Ratatouille, number three. There you go. Now, another one has... Uh, what? Under Siege? Is that on there? That should count. <laughs> yeah. He was the cook. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Casey fucking Ryan. <laughs> Casey yeah. fucking Ryan. Right. Oh, that's not on there. This one has Meryl Streep in it. Ooh. He mm. sued me for a loop at that time. Meryl Streep, a cook. Meryl Streep, a cook. <laughs> it was a fu- It was Mamma Mia. Mama. No, it's not. Good, good guess, though. Julia, Julia. Have I y'all seen, seen that it. one? I, have I haven't seen it. That's why I knew neither one of y'all was going to get it. And the last one, I've seen this movie. I own it because I love Aaron Eckhart. And uh, I can't say enough about Catherine Zeta-Jones, if you're listening. What? They're in a movie together? Oh, yeah. It's a movie called No Reservations, where she plays a cook in a New York restaurant. Huh. Good I God. Got none of those. I can, it's not my... No. Yeah. That was the stunt card if I've ever heard No, that, 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 that could be my hidden gem, because that is that was a really good movie. All right. I got one. We, right. I'll let both of y'all answer it. All right. Let's, let's get it going. What All right. Got? Name something that happens in the movies, but never happens in real life. Ooh. Happens five, in the five movies. Answers. Yeah, five but answers. Never. The geek gets the fine girl in school. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's something that must happen to you in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it didn't. Really had a, it didn't. No, that didn't. <laughs> just joking. I'm joking. Like a, uh, what you just talked about with Michael Myers? A happy ending? No, that wasn't a happy ending with him. Uh, let, oh, hold on one second. Let's, let me let me look. Let me look. Yeah, that's happy ending is number one. Yeah. See, never happens happy in real life. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Good point. Three, something four more answers. Though. Four more in answers. Movie, but never happens. Uh, something you would piss with what Michael Myers and Halloween kills. Oh, the bad guy gets away. Um, was that be, or the bad guy wins, or something like that? Something along those lines. People, bad come, guys people, win. I will give you that. When people come back from the dead, they don't come back from the, the dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, huh. yeah. Oh, coming from the dead. Uh, yeah. Uh, what time travel? Time travel number two. The good okay. stuff, Tommy. Yeah. Okay, good yeah. stuff. Uh, what's the, well, well, space travel? Cause we ain't got no spaceships. This ain't the Jetsons. Yeah. No, not, <laughs> we just got space. hoverboards five years. Close though, within that same within uh, that same concept. Spaceships. Uh, think of Independence Day. 
Oh, uh, alien invasion. A- alien invasion. Okay. All right. And there's one. That's more. up for debate. Uh, well, they haven't invaded us yet. Yeah, well, they taking their time. And the last one is um, the bad guy is always punished. Uh, that's a good. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. That is a good point. All right. Man, we got some tough card draws. Today. <laughs> well, shit, sound like your card gonna be tougher. I yeah. think it is. I think it is. I think this. And before I even do this card, in my opinion, this is the most confusing and up for debate and um, extremely widely interpreted position. In all of the filmmaking industry. Okay, I like the challenge. Name something a movie producer does. Not a director, not the writer, not the composer, not an actor. Not even the key grip. What does a producer do? I'm listening. Wait, that's the question? I, yeah. Name something a movie producer he does. Forfes, he puts up the money. Uh, that's number two. Finances the movie. Number right. two, Sean. Uh, we got... Three more. They only something put four that, in this card. That's something that a producer does. I don't know. Uh, promotion? Yes. Okay. That's number three. Okay. You, so, Sean, Tommy, great job. Uh, great job. You got number two, number three. There are two more slots on here. And number one. Casting? I'm, I'm going to give you that, Tommy. Hires people. Okay. So, I'm that gonna, goes yeah, into casting. Yeah, I'm going to give you that. And number one. <laughs> The job itself is in the title of the person's name. They produce. They produce the movie. That's oh, what a one trick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, exactly. And and producers have different level of power throughout the movie industry. So Jerry Bruckheimer, Jewel Silver, you guys are awesome producers for oh, sure. Oh but yeah, like Kathleen Kennedy, you suck. Damn, How man. dare you do Star Wars like you that, need to Kathleen write her Kennedy? An angry letter. You suck. <laughs> You brought her name up, like I think like it's Beetlejuice, but uh, she's behind Indiana Jones, so I can't hate her. She did it. She did the Indiana Jones trilogy, but she might be in the backseat of your car when you get out. But you better watch out. Oh yeah, uh, uh. Last Jedi. I hate you. I hate you, Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We got next hidden gems. Right. We got time for that. Yeah. No, we got time for that, man. I'll, I'll let y'all start because I forgot to write mine down, so I got to look for it again. I'm gonna go with one of the best martial artists of all time. Whoa, I'm I'm yes. intrigued. When I know you guys might have all seen it, but it might have slipped under the rug for some people. It's been out for about four or five years. Uh, the Foreigner with, with Jackie Chan. I like that movie. That movie like, shocked oh, the like shit it. out of that me. That was really good. Yeah, that shocked the shit out of me. Jackie Chan. Um, what can we say? I can't, um, Let me get my notes because I know I put some notes down as far as what I remember about the movie. Um, one second here. I pull that up. All right. We as uh, John Jackie Chan plays a humble London businessman who's. Long buried past erupts in a revenge feud vendetta when the only person left for him to love is his daughter is uh, killed in an explosion outside of a building that with all the conspiracy it. that led up to that and all that stuff and uh, got Pierce Brosnan in there, there. The yeah yeah, uh, yeah right he's in there he he's playing like the um, some kind of big. Uh, you know, politician or somebody who's got his hands on a lot of different things, and Jackie Chan just wants he to, some government, yeah, government connection. Jackie Chan wants to know what can they, you know, find the, you know, apprehend the criminal person was, behind oh, it, yeah. and it was really him behind it, and he act like he didn't know, and to see Jackie Chan still got it, you know what I'm saying? He's still doing his own stunts. 
He's still fighting off all the bad. He's whooping some Two ass. Two of my in favorite there. performers. Yeah. Chris Bronson, Jackie Chan. Yeah. Jackie and, Chan. And an elder was age. I some ass. That. Jackie oh, yeah. Chan was beating some ass. But you know, it wasn't. You could still see his age, and they played into that. Like, yes. you could tell him getting tired a little bit. And mm-hmm. he was getting injured in some of the fights, but he was still whooping ass. You know, not like Rumble in the Bronx, Jackie Chan. Or but that's stuff Jackie like Chan's that. Uh, forte. He's always the underdog. Right. He, he gets more beat beats you off of him. Yeah. In this one, he's trying. He's, he's setting traps for them. He's doing. Uh, now, this. To He's, me, was yeah. like a better version of Taken. Yeah, yeah, this is because like, Taken had way too many like jump cuts in it where yeah. you can't do like a the full sequel. Was dead. The sequel's dead. Yeah, no, but Jackie Chan doing his own studs. He's even at this age right, right, right now. He can still do this. And He's you, one of the best athletes of our. And era. Yeah, you could sense the pain on him. There was no goofy Jackie Chan. No yes. rush hour Jackie Chan yes. bullshit he around. He was actor himself. Yeah. hurt and he was re- re- spiteful and he was revenge. He, he wanted revenge on was anybody. It his daughter had, that got killed. His daughter got yeah. blew up. Oh, they no. blew up a yeah. building yeah. where his daughter just happened to walk into or or was parked next to the building or something and blew up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was an accident, but still they had to pay for that. And um, Pierce Brosnan re- regretted that the whole movie because. Jackie Chan came after him uh, the entire movie or whoever was involved. So I remember that. That came out in 2017. You can find that on Amazon. Uh, it's called A Foreigner with Jackie Chan. He's definitely he's an older guy now, but he's still got it. So if you get a chance, watch that. So I, I enjoyed yeah. that. I'm glad yeah. you shot that out. And that plays into one of my favorite genres, the revenge movie. Yeah. Uh, I, that's one of my favorite movies. And that's one of the reasons I really like that uh, movie. I've been recommending you and Tommy and our listeners all year long that wrath of man i love i love the revenge film and he has every reason to want to get revenge oh, yeah. that was horrible that was what a happened horrible thing yeah. yeah and uh jackie chan is is absolutely one of my favorite film stars of my lifetime and that and, that, and, and it his, goes back to the we talked about this before we got the older guys still doing their thing with denzel yeah. and uh, Pier, uh, not Pierce Brosnan, but um, he, he, uh, he, yeah, Pierce Brosnan. But who's um, what's Qui Gon's name? Um, Liam Neeson. Liam Nielsen playing Taken. Uh, John Wick with uh, you know, um, he had a run as yeah. the best action star in the world in his sixties. Who's, who's that? Liam Neeson. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. He was and I've, I've, I think I've talked to you about my love of the movie The you ever Gray seen, with uh, the Wolves. Yeah, oh, that's that's that movie dope. fucking you ever awesome. Seen the Gray? The gray with those wolves. I remember that yeah. at the end where he had like those little wine bottles. Yeah, I was like, oh, he about to get it on. That movie was scary. way yeah. better than I thought. It was I thought be. it was too. Have you ever seen Run All Night? No. With oh, his, where he was like protecting his protecting son, protecting his like a, son the that, whole night. That, that was really? the one. That the was dude the who one. played the new RoboCop was his son. Uh, nice. He plays uh, Flag uh, in Suicide Squad. Colonel Flag. Yeah, Colonel oh, Flag. Yeah. That's the same guy to play RoboCop. Yeah, yeah he played the new RoboCop. Yeah, okay. yeah. The remix. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the remake. Run yeah. All night. yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Yep, so. All right, uh, yeah. I remember that movie. I never got a chance to see it, but yeah. okay, I'm glad that's good. Mm-hmm. I love Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah, anything with him in it, I'll give a chance. Next yeah. year. So yeah. yeah. All right. So good stuff, Sean. Good stuff. All right, what you got for us? What's, what's your favorite this week? Tommy, I appreciate that, and. Really, you should be going before me, but thank you. Oh, for that. I got one if you want me to go. Because once again, I'm, try- I'm trying to keep. It, uh, <laughs> I'm well, try- I'm trying to keep it like a uh, light and trying to keep it fun. I ain't gonna give you nothing dark or anything like that. But okay, if I had to give us a, a hidden gem this week. Something that I just saw on uh, Netflix that came back is because um, I was thinking about um, Haley Steinfeld playing in the Hawkeye series, and I forgot about this movie that came out about five years or so ago it's called the uh edge of 17 have you ever seen that one? Mm. edge of 17 it's like it's basically like a coming of age tale like some of my high, i like those uh high school movies where they're showing like people going through like uh all the dramatic shit of going through high school mm. like transitioning high you know, schools into, and like, experience. A, from a girl to a woman or yeah. you know you know growing up and 
making friends, losing friends, that kind of shit. It's more. It was just so fucking funny watching that movie. And Woody Harrelson <laughs> kills me in this fucking. Oh, you got me hooked already. There was this one scene where she basically comes in because she sent like a a dirty ass text to this boy that she has a crush on. And then she was like trying to like delete it or whatever. She's like, oh my God, I didn't mean to send that to him. Or, then she goes to Woody Harrelson, who was pretty much her best friend in the movie, who's her teacher. And then he like reads the text or whatever. And then he's basically like like giving her the shit. He's like, you know what? She, you know, because she came in and was like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. And then he was sitting there thinking like, and he was telling her like, you know what? I was actually crafting my suicide letter right now just as soon as you walked in. <laughs> I can't relate um, to that. And, I, and he, he's like, yo, basically I have like an hour of my day wasted by one dorky-ass teenager who looks just like you. And you know, you're always ruining my damn lunch break. He's like, goodbye, fuckers. And like, he was just so fucking sarcastic and funny in this movie. He, he is so fucking good. Yeah. And Haley Steinfeld, this is like one of those before she came like a real star kind of mm-hmm. movies, but... She's like really good, like in her uh, her teen movies, or whatever. And this one was, I guess, a sleeper for her because it really it tackles in a lot of dark stuff about, uh, I guess, like a uh, how how you how you describe it, like basically growing up without a dad and then basically having like a crazy mom, and then like your brother is more popular than you, and you're basically like a nerd that nobody likes or whatever. It's like basically being out of place in life. I, I, a lot of people I, can relate to that. Yeah, it's like one of those where everybody can relate to that one yeah. character where as a boy or a girl, you can relate to like being out of place in life and you don't know where you're supposed to be. You're not human if you've never experienced that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like a perfect movie for her and Woody Harrelson kills it. It has a Kira Cedric in it. It has like the crazy mom. Oh, it, it, it's just a great fucking movie on Netflix. If y'all ever get like an hour and a half just to kill, man, just go ahead and watch that, man. You, you, it'll, it's funny as hell. It's so fucking funny. And I stand by that. So, Hidden Gym for me this week is uh, The Edge of 17. So. That's what I'm talking about, Tom. That's, uh, that's a movie I've not seen. And I think both you and Sean had great picks for The Hidden Gems. I've seen The Foreigner, which I enjoyed, mm-hmm. but that is an underseen movie. Yeah. Very and underrated I, movie. Very, yeah. very. And I'm going I'm to seek out The Edge of 17. And I did I, watch uh, that in theaters, and it is a lot better in theaters. What is it? The the Ford. Oh, yeah. I think I did see it in theaters, too. When I saw yeah. it in theaters, I was like, holy shit, Jackie Chan is like, right. Jackie and, Chan. And, and, and I expect him that man so much. They just thought it was an old man they was dealing with, so he was whooping oh, ass. No, yeah. No, so, yeah, great pick. Um, the first Jackie Chan movie I saw was Rumble in the Bronx, the Southtown Theater here. Too, yeah. oh, and yeah. the movie cut off halfway, <laughs> and we had to wait 20 minutes for them to finish it. But I miss Southtown Theater so much. But... Um, I, I love Jackie Chan and good picks by you and Tommy both. I'm also going to mention a movie for my hidden gem, a movie I regret not seeing in a the theater. It's a 2005 movie called The New World. I want to mention this movie since we got the Thanksgiving holiday coming up next week. And The New World is about the popular American story about John Smith, the European settler coming and landing and founding the colony Jamestown, interacting with the Native Americans and having a romantic relationship with Pocahontas. That's a uh, a story that's been romanticized throughout American history. But this movie really not only humanizes both characters to something I've never seen, not only in animation or live action film, but I really think they should be shown this movie in history classes as far as what can happen when there is a clash of cultures with separate interests in mind. So, so basically, it's Avatar. 
Exactly. Okay. Avatar was pretty much Pocahontas and John Smith retold. It was a nice little remix. Yeah. It is, but well, if and well, I'm this is like a live action movie. This is a live action movie, and, and it, it came stars two thousand two thousand five. That's this hidden gem. Colin Farrell's the lead star. Holy shit! I haven't seen I, that. I, Christian I Bale. Remember a little bit of this. So movie. you know, Pocahontas married John Smith. Uh huh. But she had a second husband, and she ended up dying of disease in Europe. Christian Bale plays her second husband. And I want to point out the filmmaker who was behind this, who was one of my favorite filmmakers, except he should probably be working for National Geographic. He only makes a movie every 10 years. It's a guy by the name of Terrence Malick. If if there's ever a filmmaker outside of Spielberg or Scorsese who wants to convince you that 35 film millimeter film is better than the digital, which the, the digital progression has been great. And most of the movies are shot on digital. But if you ever need a reason to see why there's a reason why film looks so good, this is one of them. And there's another underrated movie that came out the same year as Saving Private Ryan. It took place in World called yeah. The Thin Red Line, which I, I really liked. Uh, yeah, Quentin Tarantino swears by a 35 millimeter too. He does. He does. All his movies. I think shot. that he did The Hateful Eight in a 35 millimeter. I think, I he think, shot it on 70 millimeter, I, which is the equivalent of IMAX. Yeah, because I remember. Panel vision. That was a pretty big deal because I think they don't have too many 35 millimeter um, theaters. Hmm. No, not anymore. Yeah, yeah they're all digital really, projection now. Yeah, it's really hard to find. I think he was trying to find one that was 35. I remember that was a big story when I was. Going through like the news like one week like uh, when that movie came out, I remember I was like, "Why the fuck are they looking for thirty five millimeter?" You're right, yeah. And as you start delving back into film history, uh, one of the one of the classic movies shot on seventy millimeter double thirty four is uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Highly recommend that, by the way, if you haven't seen Lawrence of Arabia, great movie. Okay. But yeah, one of the few movies shot on that. But yeah, Tarantino did shoot Hateful Eight, which I love, by the way, mm-hmm. and it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. But I want to I want to focus just because we got Thanksgiving and. God bless Sean, Tommy, your families. Hope you guys have yep. a great Appreciate holiday. It. Yes. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Wish your families the best. Old Black Friday. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, now it, whatever happens, it's going to be online. Whatever I buy is happening online. Uh, but I can't recommend this movie enough. It's um, if, if I had a time machine, I would love to see what North America looked like before it was colonized, before we had highways and streets. Mm. This was I can see why other continents and countries came here and tried to pretty much establish dominance and why this was um, called the New Atlantis in some circles. This this was this this was a this was probably a beautiful continent before it got colonized. But not only because of that, there is a you you can really see about what the the disparity is between an established culture that's been around hundreds, if not thousands of years, compared to somebody coming from a different continent trying to build their own culture in a foreign land and how they struggled. Because uh, we all, we've all heard the story about Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492 mm-hmm. and South Atlanta, South America. We've always heard about the Plymouth Santa colony. Maria, yeah. Which was in Massachusetts, yeah. and we also heard about the Jamestown colony, which happened in Virginia, which ended up failing, by the way. We always hear that that colony wouldn't have survived if it wasn't for the generosity of the Native Americans and feeding them while they were starving. This movie shows that story, and it shows pretty much the it start, sh- shows the seeds of why 
that relationship ended up going sour. A uh, very underrated movie by a very underrated filmmaker. The New World 2005. That is the definitive Pocahontas John Smith story. Not Avatar. Not the Disney animated version. <laughs> the New World. Give it a chance. I think y'all in like. All right. All right. Well, that's that's definitely one that was hidden. I'm, I'm, I've never heard of that. Movie. And uh, the same filmmaker not only give Thin Red Line a chance in 1998, that World War II movie that came out the same year, same Private Ryan. It's not as good as Same Private Ryan, but it's worth watching. There's a, the same filmmaker made a movie called The Tree of Life with Brad Pitt after the New World. I think yes, it came out either before or after the New World. The Tree of Life starring Brad Pitt. Okay. Tree of Life, Thin Red Line, New World, but Hidden Gems, New World. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. God bless your families, especially we'll, we'll, Sean and Tom. We'll be here next week. We'll be here before Thanksgiving, right? No, yeah. 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 I, I, Sean, you're wearing that bear sign. You know my brother and sister live in Chicago. I will try to be here next oh, okay, week. Okay, okay. If, if I have to go to Chicago Wednesday night with my dad to see yeah, my brother and sister, know, yeah. you guys have a great show. And thank you guys both for having me on yep. as a regular guest. I can't appreciate that enough. My life is not complete without Cinemax Avant. So for <laughs> you guys, let me contribute to that. Yeah, you, well, yeah, you going to Chicago, so you might not make it back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing all black. Right. Yeah, 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 no blue, no red, yeah, man, no gold. Yeah, I'm wearing all black. Just all act right. like a black man in the '60s, man. Keep your eyes <laughs> to the ground, man. Don't look at nobody. Nope, <laughs> nope. start no trouble. End up being like Rosewood. <laughs> they get Lynch your ass. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, oh my god, I hate Chicago. Oh my god, I would never go there. Oh, well, if, big. If, if, if you like to eat and shop, it's a good place. Yeah. But if you live in a poor neighborhood, that's not the place to live. Right, not at all. Uh, I don't know. I love that city. Say they enjoy living anywhere I love, near Chicago. I love Chicago. I love. It. Oh lord, they respect the gangster in Chicago. I, I love. Oh. Well, God bless all y'all Chicago people, man. I'm <laughs> wishing y'all nothing but the best. <laughs> All right, man, this has been a great week, man. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Cinematic Savants, man. Thank you for listening. Uh, remember to catch us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, man. We're all over the place, man. So like us, share this episode, man. Give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, once again, thank you, Sean. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, no thank problem. everybody thank for you tuning guys. in, man. Yep. I hope you guys have a happy holidays, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. All right. God bless. Night.